used to satisfy me anymore And I don't want it I just need it To breathe, to feel To know I'm alive That brings up to combat Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? It's good. So we're doing a Friday night one. <laughs> it feels different. Yeah. My wife is my wife is basically like said she goes, oh, so I guess we're gonna have to fend for ourselves this evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine invited me out. And I said, well, I'm busy. She's like, oh, I guess I'll just go out by myself then. Yes, please, please do that. Alright. Have you heard from our mystery host? No. He's marked his away. I'll try to add him. Let's see if it works. That's the wrong one. Is it? Yeah, that's not the right guy. Oh, son of a bitch. That's Campbell. Campbell almost became a mystery host. Yeah, whether he liked it or not. <laughs> you can tell I'm not really paying attention. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens when you think the podcast starts an hour <laughs> earlier. <laughs> so, so this time change seems like it's really fucking you up as far as your. It is. So you guys are mountain time? I guess, yeah. Because we don't change. So it's always it's always the same to us. This is like the third or fourth time this has happened. Yeah. Like, <laughs> an hour ahead. Yeah. That, is, that is bizarre that Arizona doesn't do it. Here like, we go. Yeah, I don't know why. And I don't, I, I mean, honestly, there's not really agriculture, so I don't know why other places do it. Doesn't make any sense. What's up, so, guys? Hey. So is Campbell part of this or not? No. <laughs> Shut up. Because I still see him on my thing. I just, just, did you did you stop the call to him? Yeah, I took him off. Right. Barbara, Maybe he'll pick him? up. <clears throat> did you accidentally call him? Wrong Jason. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I was telling Dave, I, <clears throat> it's 6.30 for me now. But at 5.30, I was all geared up to go, drink in hand, and hour early. Now you're just, just tired? Nice and sauce. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, well, let's make sure you don't get out of control, because we've got a professional <laughs> podcast here. So, <laughs> I'll try to, try to control to be, yourself. I'll be make both up. quiet and inarticulate, which is, which is a nice combination. Make up for last, last month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jason is out of control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to be back to my ice crunching ways. Yes, that's good. Yeah, that's that's a popular game. What is Jason eating? Yeah, that's that's ice. You guys love it. I try to tell him that's a feature. It's a feature. <laughs> no problem with the podcast. Oh man, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, my wife had a little bit of trepidation when I'm like, "Oh yeah, we're recording that." She's like, "Really?" Like, she's like, are you going to get cross-eyed drunk again? 
now you have two days to recover. This is a good lady. <laughs> um, so I guess we're ready to start. Is there anything we need to do? I don't think so. Um, Actually, for, let me make sure. <laughs> let me make sure, sure we're, we're recording. <laughs> that would be good. Here's my suggestion. Don't stop recording. Yeah. Well, that, that, would, happen, that would happen last time, Jason. The, the software cuts out on me every 30 minutes because um, I haven't paid for it. So it's still freeware. Mm-hmm. But we're we're recording. Got it. Yeah, I have to hit a button every 30 minutes. How much of an investment is it to actually get the regular uh, version? You know, I'm so cheap I haven't even looked. Okay. So you just have to to grind your organ every uh 30 minutes to keep it going. Yeah. You know what? I should look at that. It's probably like $10. Yeah, we built this podcast into a financial empire through our various smart decisions. Sinkhole. You gotta put a donation button on your, uh, the website. Yeah, why? I mean, if, if the donation button costs money, we would lose money on the button. Exactly. That's true. You have to pay true. 5% to PayPal or something. Yeah, gamer, <laughs> gamers just aren't interested in paying. First of all, this podcast isn't worth paying for. No. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, pay I wouldn't feel right. And, uh, but gamers also, like, just aren't willing to pay for much of anything that if it's not gamers. It's not games so. or gaming accessories. Yeah, everything they pay for, they're thinking that's a game I could have got. Yeah. Me and my buddy refer to everything in G's. Everything's a game. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So, um, sound quality's good. Mm-hmm. Do, do I have my, uh, surprisingly, my hobo shot with a uh, tranquilizer dart, uh, broadcasting <laughs> from a giant ballroom, uh, effect going? Yeah. The echo chamber is in effect. Exactly. Yeah, I, I paid for that. So I paid a lot of money for that. It's good. That's my software. I'm now facing a window, so mine mine should echo nicely. Perfect. Oh, so what, how are we? Do you think, Jason? Now that you live in a different location, people are going to miss the drag racing outside your house? They Probably. might. I'm not on that busy street anymore. Wow. <laughs> Although anyway. I, I'm about a mile north of uh, of the bad part of town, so we might hear, hear helicopters, which oh, good. which I was hearing earlier. Yeah. As they're like setting up a perimeter or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the, we're a mile north of the train tracks. Yeah, the train tracks, that's always the bad area. Yep. Something about the train. The houses are cheap, though. Yeah. All right, well, I guess we could get started if uh, everybody's ready. I am. Let's do it. Everybody's ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm, like, not super motivated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for everyone listening, we usually do this on, like, a fri- uh, Saturday or Sunday. and it's It's Friday evening. Long, long work week, so we're all kind of all right toasted. Yeah, it's nice. We're power through this, okay? Yeah. And by power through it, I mean we are going to work hard to craft a beautiful podcast that everyone will love. <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's knock this out. <laughs> craft some cocktails. Okay, so this is the Advanced After Combat podcast. This is a podcast about war gaming, war games, and our experiences playing them. Uh, this is an explicit podcast. Uh, I'm not going to get into the whole thing about the explicit stuff anymore because we talk about that too much anyway. So um, it'll become apparent that it is explicit soon enough. Um, this podcast is brought to uh, brought to you by me, Dave, and uh, the organ grinder, Jason. Hello. And our mystery host, who is Braxton. What's up? Mystery so, host two of two for this episode, apparently. 
Yeah, Jason almost added Campbell, so that would have been that would have been like the whole week of Jason. So that could be, we could do an episode. That would have been awesome. We could have gone back and forth to try to figure out who we are. Yeah, that's how it is on Vassal, or it used to be anyway. Like Jason. Nope, not not me. <laughs> yeah, so if you're in the the guild and you have the name Jason, you have to be given a different name. So Braxton's name's Braxton, Campbell's name's Campbell. Uh, although their families call them Jason, I'm sure. Does you, your wife doesn't call you Braxton, does she? No, but, no. Have you told her that that's your name? Yeah, yeah, she thinks it's interesting. But have you it's... asked her that you'd like to be called Braxton? No. <laughs> that's a bridge too far. Really? Yeah. Spice it up yeah, a little bit? I, I, no, I like to keep, keep it quiet. <laughs> so so your, does your wife know that you're recording a podcast tonight? She does. And was she super impressed? Uh, she's like, hey, have fun. You know, I mean, she's, she's cool. I mean, I tried to, to talk it up, of course, you know, trying to be humble, but she's like, oh, that's great, you know. <laughs> you were like, it's really a big honor. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about the guild quite a bit, so she's, she's aware of what's going on. Um, yeah, I, I discovered a secret the other day. Uh, my wife was coming to me and talking to me about, like, um, the conversation she had with my daughter's first grade teacher, and, it was basically a conversation where she was going to describe in detail each sentence that was said, like dialogue. <laughs> so about five minutes into that thing, I, I turned to her and said, <laughs> I said, did you know that uh, in Stalingrad, Hitler made Paulus a marshal because no field marshal had ever surrendered before. And he thought by doing that, that, that Paulus wouldn't surrender. And you know what? Paulus surrendered anyway. And she's like, uh, okay, anyway, I'm going to go make dinner. And so <laughs> I basically, like, outboard her with my military nice. <laughs> Minutia for the win. So there you go. So if your wife seems like she's kind of bored with maybe, the, like, if you try to, sometimes you'll be enthusiastic about a war game. You'll be like, oh, no, this is really cool because it's winter time, and, and your wife will be like, that's great. You go play your game. Hmm. Just tr- so when she tells you her story, try to tell a military history story and see what happens. I found it was pretty effective. Very nice. Okay, so Braxton was selected uh, to be the mystery host from our guild. Um, Braxton, you were you are a uh, former Marine. Yes, yeah, I did a little little stint. Nice. Yeah, back in the early nineties. Yep. Active duty? No, no, I didn't. I started. I went in as active duty, and then I got a girlfriend when I, before I went to boot camp. And uh, mm. I had a really cool recruiter who let me change being a reservist. Very nice. So I only did a uh, I only did a year of active duty, and I did three more years in reserve. So where were you stationed active duty? Oh, it was all, I was only basically in California. I didn't get to go anywhere exotic. I was right. out in Twenty Nine Palms most of the time, which sucked. I don't know. If yeah, you it's not it's not great out there. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> not great. So, so you didn't see the world. The no, room. no, I did not. I have no exotic stories to tell. You got lied um, to by the recruiting machine. I I probably would have ended up in Guam or something mm-hmm. like that if I would have stayed active duty. But uh, nope, I did not. Might have, I guess they were out of the Philippines by then. No, I mean, not yet. They were still in Subic, they were still mm-hmm. in Subic Bay. Yeah, that's a good place to visit. <laughs> good quote unquote. That's what been I hear. There. Been there. Very good. I took some vacations in the Philippines. <laughs> I was like MacArthur coming back. I'm like, I have returned. The Philippines, I have returned. Nice. Welcome me. I was the only American then. So, like, uh, you get to the Philippines, and uh, um, basically I was stationed in Korea, and I was just hanging out in Korea, and then there was some there were some civilians there, 
And they were like, oh man, you gotta go to the Philippines and check it out. And this was after Clark had already closed and everything. So I was like, well, what's over there? They're like, oh man, you won't believe it. They go, but when you get there, don't waste your time in Manila. Go straight to Angeles City, which is where Clark is. So I went there and, uh, the first hotel I check into, they're like, oh my God, you look like Tom Cruise. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, not at all, but it's like you're a celebrity. I mean, they really love Americans there. It's really incredible. I can vouch for that. Listeners. I heard stories about the brothels there. Pretty crazy stuff. I don't know if any of it's true, but. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not turn my story into something mm. gross. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> The ladies are very friendly, but it wasn't like a brothel type situation. Basically, it's like there's a bunch of clubs, so you go to the clubs and there's girls who dance like there. A, but like a girlfriend we, situation, right? Well, you go in and like they dance on the stage, and then they, you know, like you would think a strip club, but there's no stripping; they're in bikinis, and then you pay what's called a bar fine, and so the bar fine might be like fourteen bucks. So the bar gets seven bucks, and the the girl gets seven bucks. And, uh, then the girl gets a little pass and then she can go around with you that night to the other clubs. Otherwise the clubs won't let her in. Um, and then whatever she wants to do, she does. There's no deal like that you're going to get. That's, whatever. that's good. That's good code. No, so you know, like, I mean, it's kind of like renting a girlfriend sort of. Right. Yeah. So she, but if they don't want to go with you, they don't like, I, I was, uh, the first, I, I checked into my hotel and I went out to some of the bars and I didn't even really know what to expect. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, after the first four days, uh, my face hurt from smiling so much. I was actually, my cheeks were sore. Uh, so I, I, Is that all that was sore? <laughs> <laughs> so the first bar I go to, uh, I walk in and the mama son is like, hey, what can we do for you? I said, hey, can I get a beer? She goes, oh my God, are you an American? I'm like, yeah. She goes, he's an American. All the girls that are on shift on the stage run off the stage down to where I am, and they're jumping up and down around me going, he's an American. He's so All these Irish and Australian tourists, guys, right, no girls or no women are tourists in the Angeles City, are all there like motherfucking Americans. <laughs> they're just drinking their so, so I'm like... All right, so they give the mama son gets them back up on stage and they're dancing. So I'm sitting at a bar that's like in front of the stage, and the girls would lean down and they're like, "Hi, where are you staying?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm at the American Hotel, which is a nice hotel in the city." And they're like, "What room?" And I was like, "I had just like thrown my bags in and taken off to go." I'm like, "Uh, I don't know what room." And I'm thinking, so I said, "I knew I was on the second floor," so I just said, "204," and she's like, "Oh, okay." I'll come visit you. I'm like, all right, cool. After I get off, all right, cool. Then the next girl says it like 10 girls have, so I would just tell them 205, 206. <laughs> I figured one of them had to be my room. <laughs> I gave enough room numbers. One girl might knock on my door. So that's, and that's plenty. It's crazy. All you need is it's, one. It's a lot of fun. It's a good place to go. <laughs> Single pets. Don't take your family. That's right. So that that's it. Another lifetime ago, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was like, I was probably 21 years old. 20, yeah. 20 years old. And yeah, they love the Americans. You would just walk down the street and the guy, the people would call you over and like share their food with you and just shake your hand and just mm-hmm. very, very popular. That's crazy. Yeah, it was, it was a very unique experience and, uh, it was fun. So I wonder what the cause of that is. Well, it's from, uh, I think when they were a colony. 
The Filipinos oh, always had a real affinity for the United States. In fact, in the late 60s, I think the Philippines kind of thought they might, they kind of wanted to become part of the United States. But then Marcos took over, or I mean, not the 60s, maybe the 70s. Mm-hmm. Marcos took over and kind of ran the country into the ground. It's a very interesting relationship that, uh, they used to always say that you could tell the CIA stations in, in Asia because they were, all the people working there were Filipino. Because they oh, were that's very, interesting. Very reliable. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, alright, so that's Braxton's military career, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing right. exciting at all. Scratch that off the notes. Yes. Career, that was a dead end. I just okay. missed the first World War. That's it. Dead end. That's huh. the only exciting thing. Just missed it? Just missed it. So, Braxton, what was your first game you ever played? First war game. First war game I ever played? Uh, well, I bought some, but I didn't. Pl- I tried to play them. But the first game I actually played to completion was Blue and Gray, which is the old SPI game. How long ago was that? God, uh, like 2001, 2002. Yeah, that was it. And I so bought you- my first... Go ahead. I bought oh. my first war, war game okay. in 1988. Hey, Braxton, what the fuck? You told me to go ahead, and then you said... <laughs> No, I thought I thought you said don't. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. As as the guest, speak all you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's your show. That's right. Like, we're hosting. We're here for you. We ho- what are we hosting? <laughs> speaking in speaking in sound bites. Kind of hard to decide. Um. Okay. So uh, you said you mentioned you you bought some games, but you never played them. Yeah. Well, I bought like three games when I was sixteen. Because uh, I was really into uh, Civil War reenacting, and I had this huge affinity for history growing up. And uh, but I'm like, as soon as I found out they made games about Civil War and other things, I was just floored and bought a couple and opened them up. And I was like, wow, these look great. And I started reading the rules, and I was like, oh man, I don't think I can do this. And I didn't know anybody that played or was interested, so kind of put them back up on the shelf. And then I. Uh, I moved, I moved in with a guy, a housemate of mine, uh, like early, like 2001, who played. Was this, work. was this part of your scheme to get out of the Marine Corps? You moved in with this guy? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, it was my days. No, I, uh, my wife and I at the time, uh, we got a housemate, because that's kind of how it is down in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Housing is so expensive. If you're not making a decent amount, you actually have to live with other people, so. Right. Um, and this guy happened to play war games, and he showed me, you know, like blue and gray, and I think we played one other one, but that was it. So nice. Now, is there a big Civil War reenacting community in California? It's fairly good size. I mean, I haven't been involved in it in had over twenty years, but um, it was it was good. We I used to go to functions once a month, and there'd be probably hundred hundred fifty people show up. Wow. Yeah. And they just, I mean, but there's no Civil War sites for them to... No, no, no. It's not like being on the East Coast. But I mean, uh, even Jason knows that the American Civil War wasn't... <laughs> now, it did get into New Mexico, but not, yeah, but that's yeah. about as far west as it came. There was there was a unit from California, a cavalry unit, actually, mm-hmm. the brigade that, that fought mm-hmm. out back east, but, yeah. Well, okay, so that kind of got you to what's what currently what's your favorite game? And besides Combat Commander. <laughs> besides Combat Commander? Yeah, don't say Commander. Um God. Probably um I'm pretty hot on Musket and Pike right now. And that's probably it. You know, I'm still like a kid in a candy store though, 'cause I'm you know, I'm I've only been playing, you know, devoutly maybe uh not even quite three years yet. 
No. And so I'm still, you know, exploring and, uh, you know, I find one thing, love it, move on to the next thing, but combat commander is kind of the constant, but, um, I'd have to say musket and pike and I really enjoy the, uh, men of iron series too. So, so basically like the last three years have kind of been the big boom for you as far as the gaming. Right. Exactly. That's nice. about it. But unfortunately there's not many people around here that play. Uh, Lucas is about it. <laughs> no. Well, what, what happened to the guy who showed you wargaming at first? I don't know. Oh, that guy? Oh, he was kind of a, he, I would, he's not someone that I would be friends with, really. <laughs> so, with him? I actually, I actually ran into him not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, you lived with the guy, right? Right. No, that's, yeah, I, you just tolerate people for cheaper rent. That's kind of how it works. I've dated some girls like that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> But he wasn't that interested in gaming when I, I saw him recently. But, um, so how did you and Lucas run into each other? Uh, I found him on Consum World, actually. He was, um, I was playing with a guy locally who showed me Combat Commander and we posted, I posted something and Lucas saw it and contacted me and we got together. Nice. The rest is history. Pretty, pretty simple, but we're probably the only regular word gamers in Santa Cruz. I mean, there's, is there a is there another gaming group there that just plays like war there's, euros and stuff? There's a lot of euros. Yeah, no. there's a place downtown. They're playing, you know, Magic the Gathering and and all the the big stuff. You know, all the boring stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, there's a pretty big gaming community, just not historical board games. Hmm. So, it's, so I I mean, of course, their dream someday is to get a club going, but. I, we've been trying little recruiting efforts here and there. I've got a couple of my friends into it, but as far as being, you know, com, you know coming, doing something every couple of weeks, I don't know if that'll ever happen. So, so, uh, so Braxton, we have a quiz. Um, Great. I don't know if you're aware of this quiz that we have. It's, I am uh, aware of it. It's an opportunity that we offer uh, the mystery hosts, <laughs> and uh, it's not. I just want to let you know. Before we do anything, it's not a requirement. You don't have to do it. You could say no. Um, we're not trying to say that, like, we know more about military history than you do. Um, <laughs> at least not in the beginning part of the quiz, we're not going to say that. I mean, we will mock you, or if you say something ridiculous, we'll make fun of you properly. That's, that's only fair. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'll go as far as Stonewall Jackson for the union. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you've been studying. Okay, that might be a violation. <laughs> Anybody that's listened to the podcast would know what's in store. So. Mm-hmm. And, and then this is also the part, too, where I have to whine about the fact that this is annoying that I have to prepare the quiz, and it's a lot of work, uh, blah. Uh, basically, um, it's not going to be like name four anymore. It's going to be just a general history quiz where you have to name stuff, because I couldn't come up with enough fucking stuff that was like groups of four. That was just too much work. So Actually, Dave, before you go on, I had a suggestion about that. I'd be more than willing to take that over for you. Well, that could have been something you could have emailed to me about four days. Oh, that would have been right. That wouldn't have been. Yeah, that wouldn't yeah have been. exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I'd great. Love, then I'd you can be blamed. I'd be happy oh. to do that and send you the quiz every month. Awesome. Did you get those ones from Dave, from Jack, Dave? I did. I got them. Um, they were harder than the ones mm-hmm. I would do. Like, <laughs> Jack's suggestions were super hard. Yeah, I love them. They the, were good. but The I Japanese mean, like, aircraft nicknames? Yeah, oh, that's really hard. Aircraft nicknames? Mm-hmm. Like Betty and stuff like that. Zeke? Oh boy. Like nobody knows. They get mad at me when like, uh, you know, like I ask, 
like how many name tanks that have animal names? Like, just <laughs> <laughs> tell me about those questions. But Braxton, I absolutely am taking you up on that offer. Sure. Um, because my workload in preparing for the podcast is just unbelievably heavy. <laughs> so I, I need to kind of find some way to lessen it. I strained my wrist mixing cocktails today, so I can definitely can't type questions up. Oh, I saw an awesome bumper sticker the other day. You know those bumper stickers that have the family, like the stick figures on the back? Oh, yeah. Uh, and sometimes it has the names, or sometimes it has, like, stormtroopers. Or This one had a uh, an image that the words said, I don't care about your stupid family. And it had a family, stick family, running while a C-130 gunship was sticking <laughs> them. <laughs> it was, like, shooting at them from its side howitzer. That's awesome. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I think it was up by Northrop Grumman, so somebody must have had it up there. Okay, to the quiz. Here we go. So basically, this is a 20-question quiz. It's going to have, at the end, a bonus section. Uh, we we don't expect you to cheat, so this is going to be off your, your own knowledge. If you start getting questions, huh? 20 questions, oh, wow. right. there's going to be 15 and then five bonus answers. No, the, uh, correction, 20 answers, not 20 questions. So, so, well, fuck, let's just start. <laughs> too much already. Alright, so the, uh, oh, do you want to take the quiz, Braxton? Because uh, you yes. can say no. Don't, you don't could, do it. Say I'm no. Not, I'm not gonna start that. It's a trap. I don't want to be the one. The Battle of Bosworth Field was the last major battle of the War of the Roses. Name four of the battle commanders who fought at Bosworth. So this is basically like either the uh, generals in charge, the you know the, the top top officers who are both royal or the various noble commanders of the battle sections and the commands. Oh boy! Four of them. Four of them. Well, I know Richard III was there. Yes. I'm trying to remember now from playing. Uh, Did you Blood fight Rose. this battle? Pardon me. Did you fight this battle? Uh, no, this is the one I haven't. But a lot, a lot of them are the same commanders. So, uh, ooh, four of them, huh? Yeah, was, there's more than four. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Fuck. Um, and basically, Percy? these are the main commands. Right, Percy. No. The main commanders. Yes, like the commanders of the different, you know, like they have, uh, the, okay. the, the, so royal, got, oh, the royalists are in three commands. Right. Okay, uh, so we, you got Richard III, right? Yes. Um, I think it was Henry, Henry Tudor? Yes. Fucking, who's that guy? There's a guy that was hanging out on the outskirts of the battle waiting for something. There's actually two of them. <laughs> this is how these battles. Oh, oh Stanley. Yes. Dude, killing it. Alright. And one more? Yep. Fuck. Howard? No. Oh. That's, that's Chancellorsville. Okay, <laughs> so, so those are your guesses. Uh, the other ones were Northumberland, Norfolk, Oxford, and that's it. Oxford basically commanded. I guess Henry Tudor wasn't like a very knowledgeable commander, so he let Oxford command most of his troops. It's like how we run the podcast. Norfolk commanded uh, the main uh, Yorkist force, and then Northumberland, I guess, was up above and didn't really come down and fight. 
this was the whole thing where Stanley was like not getting involved and, and right. Richard's like, well, I've got your son as a hostage and I'll kill him. And he's like, I have plenty of sons. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'll be there soon enough, you know. Right, so. right. But that's three out of four. Mm-hmm. That's great. Man, you are on a blistering pace. <laughs> okay, during the Hundred Years' War. Now, now, and again, I'm going to just mention, too, uh, I, some of these questions, and during this podcast, there'll be, like, French words that I have to pronounce. I mean, forgive me, because they're terrible. I know I can't pronounce French words. So. During the Hundred Years' War, the English launched some major raids through France that were known as Chevauchet. The Chevauchet strategy over a period of time led to three major battles between the French and English during the Hundred Years' War, where the English established the supremacy of the longbow over the mounted man-at-arms. Name these three battles. Uh, Agincourt has got to be one, obviously. Yes. Oh, God. There were so many battles. How How many? There's three main battles that are famous. Fought in France where the longbow was devastating, used a devastating effect against the French men-at-arms. Oh, God. Creasy? Yes. Fuck. There's two. I'm trying to think. There's one other one I know, but I can't. No. I really hope you'd know it, because I don't want to try to pronounce <laughs> So I got Creasy, Agincourt. Uh, what is that one? Fuck. Uh, starts with an A. Is that right? No. No, okay. <laughs> that's your answer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's a uh, Poitier. Oh, uh, yeah. Poitier. Yeah. You're right. You just find out the pronunciation. Yeah, these questions are crazy. Don't start, don't start whining already, Braxton. You got, you got five out of seven. You're doing great. Alright, so this is, this is the next one. Next question. Battle of the Little Bighorn was fought in 1876 between the Lakota, Cheyenne, and Arapaho. And the 7th Cavalry. <laughs> don't forget those guys. <laughs> they, they were, in, in this battle, Custer separated his command into three columns. Because he was more concerned that the Indians might escape rather than that they might stand and fight him. Right. Besides Custer's column, name the other two column commanders at the Little Bighorn. Uh, I think Reno's one of them, isn't it? Correct. Oh, God. I'm so glad I don't have to take these quizzes. Um... Where, where would you be at right now if you had it, Jason? Would be doing it? I would be at I would be at one. What would you have gotten? Richard the <laughs> Third. Is that from Shakespeare? You would have gotten <laughs> I just saw a documentary about this about a month ago. Well, was it drunk history? No. <laughs> or, or were you referring to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. See, and then, uh, let's see, Calhoun. No, I wasn't one of them. Well, hey, you gotta start, you gotta make a guess, brother. I can't guess somebody. Reno, Custer, Reno. No, I can't remember. It's like a law firm. Custer, Reno, and. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't remember the last gun. Benteen. Oh, okay. 
Jason was so close to helping you there. He nope. Totally <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, so name the two ironclads which battled on March 9, 1862 at Hampton Roads in the American Civil War. Oh, I would get this one. The Monitor so, and the Merrimack? No, you dirty rat. That's not the name of the, the Confederate ironclad. That's the name of Cheater. the Union ship that they was got used turned into it. Hull. Oh, what wait, it's, I know name. what it is. What? It, the, well, the, okay, say the question again. Repeat, could you repeat the question? Who's, who's calling the shots here, Brax? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I got what part of What part of, what part of the question were you confused about? Name the two <laughs> ironclads who battled on March 9th, 1862 at Hampton Roads in the American Civil War. Uh, are, well, are you, so are it's you think? It's not the Monitor in Merrimack? Well, no, you have the ships correct, but you don't have the correct name for the Confederate ironclad. And there was no ironclad on the grassy knoll, so don't try to name a third ironclad. That was actually <laughs> the one that sunk it. Oh, I thought it was the Merrimack. It's not the, oh. It's the Virginia. Oh, yeah. That's the USS it. Virginia. So that's going to probably be a question that's going to go down in controversy. Oh, I think that is the oh, correct you're, answer. You're, you're right. Yeah, Merrimack was the hull that was used to, to build, uh, the Virginia. Mm-hmm. But since you're obviously an inveterate, Unionist. But, but it's the same, would, it's the same thing though. I'm sorry, I think the, the Confederates nation, would disagree. Uh, yeah, I think the nation that builds the fucking shipwrecks and gets the name of the ship. No, I guess you're right. The, C, <laughs> the, the CSS Virginia. But technically it's the same, right? Yeah, I guess in that the parts are from the old ship. Okay. Like I said, this is going to be shrouded in controversy. Yeah, that, that's, Quince. cause it's the same it's, thing. <laughs> it's like Prince and the artist formerly known as Prince. It's different. Okay. Alright, we're moving on. There we go. Ugh. There I burped. There we go. I feel better now. Name four World War II bombers used by the U.S. Air Force that saw combat in World War II. Oh my god. Uh... I want the, the B designation and the nickname for it. The, the, nice. you know, the name for it. Um, the, okay, so B-17? What is it called? The B-17 what? The B-17, um, Flying Fortress? Correct. Um, the B-24 Liberator? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, was the B-25 Mitchell one? Or this is Europe, right? No, that's correct. Oh, it is? Okay. Even though I shouldn't give you that one, because I just feel bad about the Merrimack answer, probably, because that was more of a, that was a Ralph, <laughs> shell, that was a Ralph question answer. <laughs> what about this one? No, I was brainstorming. Alright. Um, one more yet again. You got the B-24 Liberated, you got the B-25 Mitchell, you have the B-17 Flying Fortress. Did you specify the front? Or just bombers? No, any, anything with a B. Oh, the B-29, um, Super Fortress. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's, what I was, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, it's World War II. The B-26 Marauder was also one. 
And I would have accepted some weird ones that I've never heard of before, but Dominator, the Bolo, and the Lexington, but they weren't really. <laughs> those top five were the big ones. Where is the most? Apparently, the Dominator came in late. So that man, so Braxton's just cruising through this thing. Nice. Right. I, I used to be good at trivia years ago. But... And we've gotten Braxton to drop a couple f bombs already. <laughs> Braxton's, Braxton's generally pretty clean living. Yeah, I appreciate that. Clean living guy. Uh, that's good. Apparently, cussing is not a problem for Braxton. He's oh no, I do it. Just fluent Bulgarian. No, I, I can do it just fine. Believe me. <laughs> you can do it with the best of them. Yes. Okay. This is the bonus round. All right. So, so that was okay. Good. So yeah, you're at 15 answers. You're down four questions. So I think you're at you're at 11 out of mm-hmm. 15. 11 out of 15. Because okay. Jason is meticulous about recording scores. Oh, I got the I got the score down. <laughs> I got to make now, myself I, useful. I, I do save the quizzes because otherwise I, I'm such a moron. I know I would recycle answers. This question is a little bit recycled, but not too bad because the person I asked it did so badly on it, and it's kind of tweak. So, name name five French field marshals from the Napoleonic period whose names start with the letter M. That was my my dramatic uh, making the question harder part of the That's end. Crazy. That's crazy. Start with the letter M. I, I guess I didn't put enough emphasis on it. I'm trying to make for dramatic effect. Bum, like bum, be like, bum. Oh, I can do that, and I'd be like, it started with the letter M. But wait. Yeah. Um. Murat? Yep. No. What? Yes. <laughs> Don't go back. Miss. Name. Uh, believe me, we're not grading for pronounce pronunciation, so. Messina? Yep. Fuck. I know I'm forgetting an obvious one. Did you just guess mod? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> this is, who did, who did you ask this one last time? I, I asked a general field marshal one. I think it was Lucas the first time. I think it was, yeah. Huh? And he, 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 believe me, it wasn't. He was playing like a Napoleonic game, so I thought he could get it, but. That's what he said. <sighs> um, fuck. It's always hard to predict which questions are going to be tough questions because sometimes I think guys would do really well in a particular period and they just. Cena, Marah. I'm drawing a blank. Um, I mean, not to rush you, Braxton, but people are pulling. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember. You good? You want I, to do some wild ass guesses? <sighs> nah. I... <laughs> um, the the ones you might have gotten was Marmont. Oh, Marmont, yeah. Actually, a pretty good one, and uh, McDonald was one piece, like a mediocre guy. Mortier. Who I oh, think yeah. was actually in the Imperial Guard or something. Was doing right. stuff. Uh, and then the guy I didn't know, Monse. I didn't know who that was. Ah. So, but it was bonus. So that was, so to feel good about it, I mean, really it's out of 16, right? Or it's out of 15 because the last five were just bonus. Ah. So. 
Cool. Well, we all we all know we add them all together. So yeah. So you got thirteen. Trying, trying to make you feel better about it. But oh, that's forever. sweet. That's so sweet of you, Dad. <laughs> Thank you. Kind of kind of sarcastic, but. <laughs> <laughs> Don't push your luck. Yes. <laughs> exactly, you're a guest here, buddy. <laughs> so what was the total score then? I went 13? Four, 14. Oh, I don't know. 13. Actually, no, 11 plus 2 is 13. So that was 13. You're right. Cool. Um, but because the good news math. is you didn't create any uh, guild <laughs> traditions with a ridiculous answer. or So I think you didn't yeah, Classic moments. So that's the quiz. Wow, that was awesome. Um, that's the last one I'll have to prepare, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, Braxton will be taking that job over for me. It's starting immediately. Happy to do it. Hey, do you guys, Braxton, you, you live up in Santa Cruz. You guys are kind of liberal. Do you guys have that deal where they don't let you, uh, uh, at the grocery store, you have to bring your own grocery bags? Yes, there's no pla- there's plastic ban, uh, bag bans, yes. Do you, do you guys have that out in Arizona? Jason? No, no, not at all. Yeah, so like you can't have a plat, you can't, they won't give you bags. No, you, you, buy, you have to buy bags. Right, mm-hmm. a paper bag if you want to, if you don't bring your own, exactly. So, uh, I had gone, uh, to a grocery store last weekend. I was going out to, uh, uh, I was, I was, I was going to pick up some beer and some, some milk or something for my wife and, uh, we were picking up Vietnamese food there, so I went to a grocery store that I normally go, don't go to. And in my area, the county has a ban on plastic bags, but the city does not. So if you go to a grocery store oh, in city limits, you're okay. But if you go to a grocery store in the county, you have to bring bags, or they will make you buy bags from them. Um, so my wife had kind of mentioned, like, hey, if you're going out there, make sure you grab some bags. But I didn't listen, so I drove out there. <laughs> and... Uh, I get to like, I bought, you know, I bought like maybe like 15, 16 items and I'm up there and I look and I see the bags hanging on the rack there. It's like they're like recyclable type bags, like made out of some kind of plastic. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm I got you. I got you. Can't you just bags, have them put it in the cart and then you just put it in your car? That's what I do. Yeah. So the bags are like three for a buck. And so the lady's like, we get up there and she's like, um, well, you're going to have to buy bags for these. I said, I'm not buying any bags. Yeah. I'm not doing it. So she's like, um, well, you don't have bags? I'm like, I'm not buying bags. <laughs> so we're staring at each other. I said, give me some bags. And she goes, we don't have any. So I turned to the kid and I said, I would like your help in taking these items out to the party. There you go. <laughs> yeah. like, no tip. They don't even have paper. They don't have paper bags? No, you have to buy it. Oh, they oh, will I not see. provide a bag for you. No. Yeah. So, uh, so the kid freezes and he's like, I'm like, let's start carrying this stuff out there. Come on, nice. let's go. And, uh, then she's like, she pulls out from behind the cash register, like a hundred fucking paper bags. <laughs> she's got Basically bags for my shit. It's ridiculous because like the county is like four grocery stores. Is that going to make a difference with the whole, you know, chi- how many plastic bags does China use? Got to start somewhere. So. I don't know. I figured you guys dealt with that. That was annoying to me. I just so. put it in. I just have them put it in the cart. I yeah. drive the cart out to my car and put it in the car. But I didn't have a cart. I had like a, cause I had the, the little, I guess I could have just carried, put the stuff back in the, the merch basket. Yeah. 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 Mm. That would have been acceptable. Such an inconvenience. It's annoying. <laughs> 
But it's just, it's really weird too because you can have a grocery store in my area, uh, the county and city are mixed a lot. So you can drive into one shopping center and the shopping center next door is city. And so they have bags. Are you out in the country? No, but that, but Hmm. it's, there's areas that are unincorporated. No. And so they're all mixed. We don't have that either. Oh really? Yeah, it's all city. Yeah, because in Arizona, if you're not part of the city, you're basically going to die out in the desert. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you don't have any support. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, so we, we've been playing some games, I guess. Uh, Braxton, you want to talk about any games you've been playing? Any games I've been playing? So this is review time? No, just talk about games. Games. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well I've been playing, I've been playing, um, uh, a decent amount of combat commander because I'm in that other BGG tournament. And then um, I've been playing. You mean the, the, the you're in the guild term? No, this is another one that. Oh my god! Rick Alley and, and I are in. What's BGG? Uh, <laughs> all, all I know is the guild. Yes. Well, anyway, it's it's a tournament that people outside of the guild play no. on that one side. Um, and it's kind of being modeled. The one we're doing in the guild is kind of modeled after that one. So um, I've been playing. Is that other tournament heavily moderated, and you can't say what you actually want to say? Right, yeah. you get the guy. If you beat the guy, he red X's you, <laughs> <laughs> and then you get banned, and it's a whole thing. <laughs> actually, everybody's been really good sports, oh, so it's good. been it's been good. No, no controversies or anything. So. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you yeah. think you've been playing too much Combat Commander? I haven't actually been playing it that much lately. I just started playing again. About I took a break for three or four months. I'm worried you're getting a little obsessed with it. No, I'm not. Believe me, there's hey, other hey, people. There's ASL, other people in the guild that play it way more than I do. <laughs> ASL and I have been talking, and we're we'll a little bit too obsessed with Combat Commander. <laughs> ASL had her feelings hurt. <laughs> She's a fickle bitch, too. <laughs> I started playing it with you, so hey. Yeah, we've been playing, uh, I, we started that game of ASL, which is great. I'm glad to be doing that. Um, Musket and Pike, I played the... That one Vectus game, Aveki Fini Regret, and uh, done. Lucas, and fuck, Little Twilight Struggle, and that's all I can remember at the moment. Good. Well, Jason and I played Polis. Heck yeah, we right. did. Yeah, so we knocked that game out. Jason, what are your impressions of that game? I enjoy it. I think I think what you said is right. It's probably not as much of a war game as I like to think of it, but it's fun. I mean, there's con- conflict. It's heavy enough that it um, I decided to not play it with my wife, but I like to bust it out. It can be played in what three, four hours. It's it's a good one evening game. Yeah, it's interesting because the game's got like uh, the phase. It's got basically four rounds: number three, four, five A, and five B. And the numbers of the rounds are the number of units, like fleets or hoplites, that you can have in a province or a sea area. And there's no battles unless each side combined has a total of eight in an area. So the the first rounds at round three is basically guaranteed to be peaceful. Like you're not going to have any fighting at all. So in, in our game, uh, I was Athens and Jason was Sparta. And I kind of tried to concentrate on getting power control over the seas early and restricting Jason's access to, to trade routes, foreign trade routes. Effectively. And keeping him out of Sicily, which is, Sicily is kind of an area where you can, it's very uh, productive. So 
So part of the game is your hoplites also go out and they're going to, uh, uh, tax and pillage. Yeah, they basically say, hey, thanks for joining our league. Now you're gonna need a lot of shit from it. Like, we're gonna need a bunch of wheat and a bunch of oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Olive oil. And people are like, oh, okay, we didn't think it was gonna involve all that. So, and the interesting part about it too is for operations, your prestige points are kind of like your currency that you can use, you can spend, uh, it's almost like your prestige within the greater Greek world. And, uh, uh, certain activities are considered bad in the Greek world, like taxing provinces or moving Marching armies. Troops. Right, moving fleets, uh, sieges. The Greeks don't really dig that. Um, they appear to really like when you send your, uh, diplomat and basically start a civil <laughs> war and bribe a city over to your side. You actually gain prestige by doing that. Yeah, that was interesting. I was watching you guys seeing that. You get more for bribing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, there's not a lot of ways to gain prestige, especially early in the game. You're either going to use your diplomats to bribe cities to come to you, or I guess if you uh, can besiege a city, uh, you can you get the, the prestige, but it still costs you prestige to yeah, go to the one. place and besiege it. So it's going to be a cost of two at least. So... Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I like the market. There's a foreign trade market that changes. So as you sell more olive oil, olive oil becomes less valuable, and so does wine and iron and what is it? What else is there? Wood, wood, wood. wood. <laughs> Don't forget wood. Yeah. So my strategy initially was the, the advantage the Athenians have is they have uh, when it comes to battles, they they fight first in naval battles, uh, regardless of who initiated the battle or whose turn it is. And the Spartans have a similar advantage for land, so I figured if I could get uh, superiority in, the, in the, the seas, it would be tough for Jason to compete with me for it, because if he wanted to, then he's having to build ships, and like naval units, which kind of plays into my strength. Mm-hmm. You know? So I was like, well, if he's going to try to compete with me for control of the oceans, well, or the, the seas, I'm happy to do that, because I think it plays into my wheelhouse as far as that. But what do you think, Jason? About what? What would you think? Do the battle? We kind of ended it in the last round because it yeah, was, Dave kicked my ass. Yeah, it was running away. It's yeah. not going to be fun. I think it's interesting for such an economic game. You you really have to be aggressive, but Dave just grabbed land, and I tried to fight. So you have to. It's more about getting the territory and, and being able to dig into that territory so that you can then tax it and get those resources out of it. Yeah, it's really Whereas I just wanted to tax. pin David, Dave in and, and, and fight. And then he, he could just say, okay, you can have a point from me and I'm not going to fight you, which kind of puts, puts me in a dis- disadvantage. Yeah. Cause you gain a, pre- you lose a prestige from moving into an area to fight me. And then I say, well, I retreat. Mm-hmm. And so you gain a prestige and I lose one. So I pay a prestige, but I don't have to fight the battle. But yeah, you is- don't lose anybody or. Because you can gain a lot of prestige in a battle because based on card play, you can start to pick up prestige as your armies do well. Um, I think I think for Sparta, Sparta's got to get into Sicily early. Yeah. You can't let the Athenians grab Sicily. Um, otherwise, I don't know. I mean, I mean it's kind of the first one to play. Keeping Ionios so that you can trade at least a little bit. Oh, that back, your, kind of your back ocean. Yeah, back the, left, the left ocean. Yeah. Yeah, also, you rolled really bad on sieges. <laughs> uh, Argos held out for like yeah. three or four turns against the Spartans. I think also just knowing, okay, enough's enough, just move on and not try to get stuck on something. 
Yeah, and the other cool thing about that, the other interesting thing about the game too is uh, there's a bunch of event cards for each round. So you flip it in the beginning, the event cards. Um, there's maybe like ten or twelve event cards. So each game is going to be very different because that you only do one event card and it applies for that round. And it might say something like you have to send ships off to help in Egypt, or uh, maybe a battle can be fought with only seven units in an area. But um, I thought that was kind of cool how the game can be different each time. Mm-hmm. You know, based on what the event cards are being pulled. But the big thing in the end, I think, in the game is wheat. You want as much wheat Wheat, as possible. You gotta pay for your dudes. Yeah, so, so basically wheat feeds the people in your towns. Oh, another cool aspect I thought too was that Athens is a five, uh, fortificate, five city, so it can never be captured in a siege. So, uh, at some point, an aggressive Spartan player can kind of do what historically happened, where the Spartans kind of seize Attica, and the, uh, the Athenians retreat back behind their walls. So you don't get to enjoy the fruits of, of Attica. Attica is actually pretty productive. You could get to where the, the Spartans are actually taxing Attica, and the Athenians have kind of abandoned it effectively. You know, and they're just all they have is the city of Athens. That's good stuff. I thought that was cool. So I think it, I think it does a great job. Uh, I'm not an expert on the period, but I think it does a great job of reflecting the the Sparta is clearly going to dominate on land, but it's hard to kind of sometimes re- reflect that naval power and how it can influence. And and I think this game really gives Athens that kind of naval power, and more importantly, the way they can impact the commercial aspects of naval power. You know, like. Jason's he had Jason had merchants that couldn't sail because I controlled the seas. The, the seas were not friendly. Yeah, so he couldn't he couldn't trade. You can basically the Greeks can make lots of olives and olive oil and wine, but you have to trade that with the Persians and Egyptians, and they've got wheat they want to give you for that stuff. But if you if you don't have control or at least uh, some kind of neutral situation in the oceans for those routes, you can't get out there. So. I thought, it was, I thought it was fun. Yeah. I'll keep playing it. Yeah, I think I'll play it again. Um, but it's not, it's definitely not war focused because until you get to the later rounds, like 5A or 5B, you're probably not going to be fighting a lot of battles at all. Yeah, and it might not even be the best route to go, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So, be, be a peaceful boy loving merchant. <laughs> but as Sparta, I think you gotta, you might have to be aggressive. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. All right, so, so we played Polis. So what would you what do you think of Polis after we played? I dig it. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna keep playing it. I, it's pretty and low it's on It's gorgeous. Papers. Really pretty game too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the concepts are very easy to get. You you basically got eight or nine activities you can do. Uh, you can't do the same activity twice. <laughs> no matter same, how many times uh, I try to do that. Right. So you can only do one activity in a round. Uh, you've got a diplomat that moves around to kind of bribe people. Uh, like we said, you tax people. You can do sieges. Uh, you can raise hoplites with metal or uh, silver, or you can raise ships and raise more fleets if you want. You can build merchants. You can send your merchants out to go trade. Uh, it's cool. I liked it. I thought it was nice. Good. I played uh, Valor of the Guards uh, solo. I've done some of that. So you know that. I posted that up. Hey, I'm just trying to get back to the community. Um, I've played a little bit of ASL with uh, Campbell and with Braxton. 
So those games are kind of where they're at now. I did manage to play some of my Decision at Else game uh, campaign last night with uh, John Allgood, so that was good. He graced you with his presence. Oh, he's a you know it's it's funny too because I I like I really kind of got the ASL bug a little bit to where I'll play and I finish it playing and then I'm like oh I wish I could play again tomorrow. <laughs> no, normally that's, I'm not that's like saying that. something. Yeah, you know, normally I'm like. Yeah, you know, I'm like kind of, I'll give a uh, break with that, take a break from that game, or, but, uh, it's all kind of, literally, I'll be off it for 30 minutes, I'll be like, oh man, I wish I could just call John up and schedule another round for the afternoon. That's and cool. John's like yawning, cause John's in Texas, and it's like, <laughs> it's probably 10, I'm ignoring him, I'm like, I'm not gonna listen to those Johns. Like, <laughs> you have to tell me you don't wanna play anymore if we're gonna stop playing. Uh, <laughs> nice. but, John blew up one of my uh, Sherman's Sherman tanks with his Panzer Shrek, but he fired it inside a building again and rolled a one and actually killed his own guys with it. Because if you shoot the Panzer Shrek inside the building, yeah, the, you can do it to where it's not as an effective shot and spare yourself that roll, but he always seems to get the worst roll. And John rolls incredibly well in uh, ASL. It's ridiculous. A lot of snake eyes, a lot of threes and fours. So we're having fun with it. I'm trying to capture some buildings because uh, for the Brits, I'm playing the Brits, John's playing the Germans. In the campaign, uh, buildings are strategic locations. So once the scenario ends in like turn five or six, then you look at how many buildings you control, and uh, that tells you where you can deploy your, your units for the next game that you play. It's like a bunch of linked games. The problem the Brits have is... Uh, with the Germans, I think their tanks can also count as strategic locations, but for the Brits, the Brits have this, uh, st- like tactical strategy where they would pull their tanks back in the evenings and refit them. They wouldn't leave them out in the field, mm-hmm. the way the Germans did. So you, the Brits can't use their tanks as strategic locations the way the Germans can. So I'm desperately trying to grab some buildings, and he is just pounding me with artillery fire from a church steeple. So. But I posted that stuff up. Um, Oh, and a sign that I might be getting too much into ASL, this might be a warning sign. Um, This may be a cautionary tale. Um, I was working out. I worked out uh, for about an hour, like on the treadmill, running. I was really sweaty. I go to get in the shower. I'm showering. and um, (laughs) I like where this is going. I (laughs) think shit. Yeah, we have music. You have music over there. My wife is like, what, like putting makeup on, and I'm in the shower, and something falls on the ground. I've been in the shower for maybe two minutes. And I've, been, I've been working out for about an hour. I look down, and it's a six plus one journey. <laughs> I'm butt naked. Like I'm like, where is that your ass crack? <laughs> I'm like, where did that guy come from? <laughs> And the worst part is, I can play so much ASL. I looked down and I said, oh man, that guy's self rallyable. <laughs> Wait, this is in the shower, fella? In the shower, it's oh, in the shower. I was like, I was like yeah, I'm like, was he in my hair? Or was he in my ass crack? Like, what? And, and like, it's not like I had just been playing the game. I mean, I. <laughs> There's a crevice somewhere that it snuck into. Oh, I've been, man. I've been messing around with it maybe earlier in the morning, but like, I had like been on the treadmill for like an hour, dude. Like, I changed my clothes and everything and got on the treadmill. So That's I was awesome. like, 
So I'm like, I'm like, then I thought I looked and he the the counter kind of separated because it was wet because yeah. you're you're not do not play ASL in the shower. That's not <laughs> advisable. But I'm like, oh my god, thank God he's a six plus one. He's like a six plus one guy. <laughs> so I say, I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, oh my god, an ASL guy just fell out of. I don't know where he came from. <laughs> so just so you know, if anybody plays with me at Consum World, watch out for the six yeah, plus they, one because. <laughs> He may have been. So, I don't think he was in my ass because I don't know how he would get in there. <laughs> if you were sit, if it got on your seat, you sat down. You want to gather Dude, him up? I wasn't wearing any clothes. Well, no, I play ASL you fully play, clothed. Oh. You play ASL naked. That's no, I play fully clothed, and I got on the treadmill. It was the most bizarre thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're just growing counters now. Yeah, bizarre. <laughs> All right, so uh, another good kids game that I found recently. Uh, Jason's played it. I don't know if Braxton knows about it, but Sentinels of the Multiverse. Yeah. No. This is a uh, card game, and you know my my girls are really into like uh, uh, we play games. I'm big into making them play games because I think it's good family experience and it teaches them to read and do a lot of counting. And uh, they're into you know they're not into war. Though my my oldest the other day was watching me play SL, and she's like, "Well, why do you have to roll below an eight for that guy?" I'm like, oh, it's his morale. But I kind of got annoyed. I kind of kicked her out of the room yeah. because I'm like, like, ready. I'm, like, I'm like, you might be starter kit ready. You're not ready for ASL, so you need to just get out of here. Now you're just slowing me down. So, um, but they, I play a bunch of games with them. We played Mice and Mystics. We played Kingsburg. Uh, we played uh, uh, Descent. Descent. We played Descent. So, uh, but they like superheroes. They're very into superheroes. So I'd seen some advertisements for Sentinels of the Multiverse, and what it is, it's a card game, all original art. Uh, the decks are already built. It comes with about ten heroes, I think like six bad guys, maybe maybe more, and like environments, like stacks, so you can fight like uh, each each kid can be a superhero, and there's no trying to design your deck. You basically have a deck of cards that you can play for your character, and then you choose where you're going to fight, like. Is it going to be in Megalopolis, the city, or are you going to fight on a, a island with dinosaurs? So the, the the enemy deck, the bad guy deck, will flip first and give you some kind of challenge. Then the superheroes all do their stuff, and then the, uh, the environment deck will flip a card. So like if you're Megalopolis, it might be like paparazzi show up. Mm-hmm. So you can't use any superpowers while the paparazzi are around because they'll take photos of you doing them. So you can't do, use your powers while there, and you can try to get rid of the paparazzi. Or uh, one of the cards from Megalopolis is police backup. So police backup will shoot at a villain, and if a bad effect comes up, you can get rid of police backup to get rid of the bad event. So not all the environment cards are bad for you. Some of them are good. Uh, some you might be fighting on a train. You might be fighting on a rooftop. So the environment changes kind of where the battle is happening. The artwork is incredible. It's all original. They made up all the, so like my, and the, the best thing, my they, they made them up, but they're pretty close to, there's yes. basically Batman, basically to, right. Like the basically Wraith, Iron Bat- Man. Yeah. The Wraith is Batman. But the cool thing for me is my girls are like vehement about playing girls. They do not want to play. I try to tell them like, Oh no, that guy might be a girl wearing armor. They're like, no, that's not. A <laughs> so but the cool thing is there's like four superheroes that are female. So uh, my girls like playing them. They come with a lot of expansions. I think I paid like 25 bucks for the game, and it came with like 350 cards or something, 400 cards, ton of cards. Uh, 
Yeah, so the artwork's fun. The game is easy enough that even my kids are six and eight. They both like playing it. Um, you've got, like one of the, one of the superheroes is Haka. He's like a, like a, like a Maori Islander or something. Um, the, all the, all the heroes are pretty cool. They're all fun to play, very different. So, I recommend it. Yeah, it's fun. Have you played it, Jason? You said you played it. Yeah, yeah, I played it a couple times with my buddy. It's, I have a friend, that's the only board game he owns. He, uh, he got talked into it somehow and he just has that in all the expansions. It's, it's a lot of fun. And even the damage counters are like, uh, or like the markers are like rectangles that look like text from a comic book. Yeah, like band pal kind of stuff. Yeah, it'd be like damage yeah. minus one and you put it under your guy and it looks like a, like a text from a comic book page. And the, the rule book is all done in comic book style. Uh, really good. So if you've got kids and they're into superheroes, they're gonna love it. Nice. It's fun. Oh. Yeah, that's what I played. Jason, you played anything else besides Polis? I actually have. Write it down. Yeah, so right now on the table I have Barbarian Print set up. Oh, nice. Solo RPG kind of fantasy game. Lots of fun. Um, yeah, I have a giant named Hodor with me. We're stomping around. Now, knowing you, is this a game you can play with a bunch of friends uh, sitting in your house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just okay. just me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Me and my friend uh, Johnny and Jack. You and Hodor. <laughs> yeah, me and Hodor. <laughs> well, you you might have the best wife, uh, repellent. It's like kryptonite. Like your wife would be like, "So, uh, I wanted to talk to you about these tiles." And you're like, "Hey, have I told you about yeah. yeah. Hodor?" Exactly. <laughs> Actually, that should be into. Oh, she's she's really into Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, so. that's right. They, who stole what from who? That game's old, right? So no, I you make up the names. You just run into stuff, oh. and then you have to give everybody names. It's it's an RPG, so I named it Hodor because I'm a nerd like that. Um, playing Fire in the Lake on Vassal with a bunch of guys from the guild. It's oh, cool! Out. It's actually going at a really nice clip. I started a game about two months ago, and it got about ten turns in and fizzled out because it was taking. Like three days to get through one card, and just th- oh, that game can't support that. So we're going, we're like three days in and on card or turn. I think like eighteen, which is nice. Play, play by awesome. email, yeah. Play by email, yeah. Yeah, so I can do it at work. Also playing hey, yep. hey, real quick too, Braxton. Um, in case you feel like you want to say something and we're talking over you, just do my strategy where I just say the same thing over and over and over <laughs> and over again until Jason acknowledges me. So that's. There you okay, go. I'll remember that. <laughs> Don't be shy. <laughs> Don't be shy. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, playing 1989 with uh, Mike and King Phillips War with Barry. And that's it. Are you doing 89 live or uh, play by email? Which how you, it's, how, it's. How do you do the power struggle? It's a little slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a little slow. The power struggles, um, but it's so, fun. It's it's one of those games you can kind of just assess the board every time you take a turn. So I don't have to remember too much what I'm doing. So what game are you playing with Barry? Uh, King Phillips were. The, oh, that's cool. Yeah, the British and the, the Indians. I've seen Barry post a couple times, like, looking for games, you know, and I don't think Barry necessarily has uh, always, uh, you know, not a lot of involvement with the columns, but I've noticed he's come up a couple times and been like, hey, I want to play this game, mm-hmm. and people are always like... Yeah, you know, he, so. he's he's actually a really good opponent. He's he's a sharp guy. Um, he I don't think I've beat him at anything. But I still keep playing with him. He, t- he actually, he talked me into playing diplomacy play by email. 
Oh, nice. I am not enjoying that at all. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's not my... I'm, well, I'm a rules guy. I've noticed this as, as we've talked about games over the years. Um, you're, you're like into the story of the game and into, you know, what you can do. I'm into how you do things in the game, how the game actually works. Diplomacy doesn't really have any rules. Like it's, you can do this. It's all just that negotiation bullshit. Right. And then people don't have to stick to it. So then what's the point? And so I'm well, getting my It's dangerous playing with kicked. strangers because they don't feel there's as much consequence to their backstabbing. Yeah. yeah. It's better if you play with the same group because then people maybe feel like if I backstab this guy, then is he going to trust me the next time yeah. we play? You know? Yeah. So I'm Turkey and I have three, uh, little, whatever they're called, supply points. And I'm just kind of hanging out trying to not piss anybody off. So you're in a, you're in a group game. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, every com- country was being played by somebody. I think Italy and somebody else is out of the game by now. It's, Turkey's not bad. You can survive. Yeah, I'm surviving, but that's, that's about it. Like, once Russia finishes its problems off, you're probably done. Or Austria-Hungary. Yeah, there's... I, I think I have probably three or four more turns left. Yeah, I used to love that game when I was a kid. I really enjoyed it. I don't have the, I don't have the mindset for it. I have to deal with enough with politics and bullshit at work. <laughs> what else? Going anything? That's it. So, Braxton, you, you went over all your games played, right? Yeah, pretty much. Did you have a game that you'd like to review? Sure. Yeah, this is our segue. Yeah. This is a segue for us. So this, this is, is also stop. optional. Stop. Uh, re- reviews are optional? Yeah. They oh, are for sure. me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played anything in two months. I'm not going to talk about anything. Well, I'm just going to review uh, Aveki Fini Regret, oh, which nice. is the, uh, it's the, um, it's by Victus. You by Victus, and I guess it's, I guess it's, I mean, the original systems by Ben Hole, you know, like Musk and Pike, I wouldn't consider it the same thing. Uh, I mean, it's pretty close. And when Lucas and I played it, we both agreed that the less you compare it to Musk and, Musk and Pike, the, the better time you're going to have playing it. Oh, that's Because you start like, oh, this isn't the same, and this isn't the same. But uh, we played the Battle of Drew, which was... Uh, um, one of the larger battles of the, it's the, it's all about the French Wars of Religion, which happened at the end of the, uh, 16th century, like 1562 to 1598. And, um, it's cool. It was, uh, pretty, pretty fast playing. The big differences with Musk and Pike is that there's the, the, the orders differences. There's only three separate orders that, um, compared to the four Musk and Pike. Um, so that changes it a little bit. There's, I think there's March, Rally, and Charge versus the, the four different Musket Pike ones. There's some smaller little differences, but it, it played really quick. Uh, well, I had four hours. You know, sometimes Musk and Bike battles can totally waddle mm-hmm. down to, to get really slow and when you're doing all the reaction and all that. But we, we finished it up, um, in about four hours and, uh, had a great time with it. I don't have a lot to go into. I mean, if you're familiar with Musk and Pike, everybody knows the, it, the the challenges of trying to change orders when you want them, which is one of the cool things about that system, and um, some people don't like that. But <laughs> I actually won the battle because Lucas was about to crush me, but he could not change to charge. Nice. <laughs> and um, um, I'd held him off long enough, and he quartered me, and uh, he could not change charge orders to help himself by the end of the game, and the game ended, and I, I beat him easily on victory points. So. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah, I like that system because I can blame not winning on 
Well, I couldn't do what I wanted to, so it's not my, it's not <laughs> right, my that's fault. That's why people like card-based games. So like, oh, the cards, yeah. the dice, the cards. That's one of the big complaints about Combat Commander. You know, it's the same sort of deal. I, I couldn't get the fire card, you know, and it just ran right over me. That's bullshit, you know, so. Yeah, well. Um, but I think it's cool. I think it kind of simulates the, uh, what can happen. Yeah. You, know? you can't. You can't always play God and get everything to work exactly how you want it to. So are the, the units like assigned to like battles or like commands? Wings, the same Wings. thing. Yeah, it's just okay. like Musk and Pike. There's okay. two things. The battles, the battle we played had two separate wings on each army. It wasn't like three in Musk and Pike where there's a center, a left and a right. Um, but yeah, it was pretty, you know, it's almost identical and, and, and the general idea, but, um, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, so that's about all I have to say on that one. It's okay, so, pretty, uh, one to ten for fun? For fun, I'd give it like a seven. And beers? Beers, probably, well, it depends whether or not you're familiar with Musket and Pike. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Musket and Pike, probably three, you know, three or four. If you're familiar with Musket and Pike, you can do seven, eight. Nice. Easily. Yeah. What so is the first word in the title? What's the first word? Spell it. A-V-E-C. Okay. Thank you. I'll look it up from there. For the, so Braxton, for the show notes. About, you were talking about Combat Commander because I wanted to... Uh, uh, I'd watched you guys play a couple games. Mm-hmm. I guess not you necessarily, but some of the learning games that Rick was running. Right. So I was kind of curious, um, like, what you're... You, you play Combat Commander quite a bit. And, a uh, decent amount, yeah. So, so based on your experience, what do you think you've learned through playing? That? I mean, that's that's definitely a card-driven type of game where you have a hand of cards, the dice—it's diceless. The dice are cards, the events right. are cards, everything's cards. So, like, what what have I learned from it? <laughs> yeah, well, because what I would say is like just watching. Um, Miniature-wise, I've played a lot of card. I, I, I'm, I'm very into the Piquet family of card game, of miniature games. So it's all card based and card driven. Um, and so I noticed some similar stuff where you initially players, like you mentioned, will say, uh, I wanted to do the strategy, but I can't get the cards. Right. So the game, the cards are fucking me up. When the, the, the medium level player says, how can I make these cards work for mm-hmm. the strategy that I want to do? Instead of trying to shoehorn the cards I get into my strategy, maybe I should uh, adjust my strategy to reflect the cards I have in my hand. And maybe the advanced player says, I need to come up with a strategy where I can use a, a variety of cards. You know, I can be flexible based on what cards I get. Yeah. Like if your strategy is just, I'm going to sit here and shoot, well, yeah, then you're going to wait around for fire cards. Right. But if, right. But if you want to be flexible, you can have two commands moving or, you know, some of these times these games will, will get to where uh, all the cards are spent in one area of the battlefield, and then you have units that don't move at all because the people aren't using cards for them. And then later on they say, well, I didn't get any fire cards. All I had was move cards. And you're like, well, you never moved those other guys right. at all. And maybe if you'd moved them, some of those cards would have been more useful, but because you stuck with a strategy that was a shoot-only strategy, um you're basically limiting the cards that will be valuable to you. No, that's absolutely right. I'm, I've probably played, I don't know, of the whole series, Combat Commander system. I've probably played over a hundred games and I'm still, <clears throat> I'm just starting, I think, to finally click with it, you know, how to maximize, you know, my play and actually start to feel like I'm, 
I'm okay at it. <clears throat> and a lot of it has to do with um, understanding the managing card flow, you know, like what you're talking about. Is right. being not you can't sit, especially if you're the defender, because you know in combat commander when you're defender you get less cards than the attacker does. Mm-hmm. And if you're the defender and you're holding on to cards, um, you're not going to do well. Depending, unless it's something as imminent. Like, you know, the attacker's rolling up on you and he, you know he's gonna instigate a melee and you've got two ambush cards in your hand. You know, you're gonna say it, hold on to those, um, cause those greatly assist you in melee. Um, but if you hold on to any other cards trying to just wait for that perfect moment to use it, you're gonna lose. Yeah, and it was interesting cause in the game with the duck where, uh, I, no, it might have been Campbell and Rick was in there kind of coaching Campbell, uh, there was a moment where Campbell was going to dump his hand, and right. Rick said, "Hold on, don't dump your hand if there's if you can use the cards for something. You know, like right. it's more productive to to get those cards out of your hand by playing them rather than doing a discard. And I don't know how the discard works as far as how many cards you get, but it was an interesting moment where Rick was kind of like, as opposed to just wasting your hand. Right. Uh, see, even if it seems to you like it might not be useful." Playing a card is probably better than just dumping your cards. Yeah, I mean, if you can find a way to use it, it especially matters because every faction in the combat commander has a different discard level. You know, the Germans <clears throat> have the great, you know, the highest discard level. Then it, I think it's the uh, the Americans, then it's the Soviets, then it's the British, and then downline all the way to the French. The French can only discard one, and. Um, you have to really be aware of that when you're playing too, you know, what your discard level is. And also, you know, each deck is, each deck of fake cards has different, they're totally different. They're not the same. So, you know, like Americans have tons of fire cards, but not okay. as many, not as many move cards. Oh, that's interesting. So, so they've got lots of firepower, but the, it's not as, um, you know, they can't use it as easily and as efficiently as uh, the Germans can. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm not a game hater. Like, so basically, I can see the game and say, I, I like a lot of the stuff that I think it does. Um, right. I, and we talked about this the other night, but I think one of the problems that can come up is if you have a player who's a competitive player who wants to try to game the card deck, the fact that the cards generate the die rolls allows a player who's going to, I think it's cheating, to <laughs> see the dice and, and count the dice, cause, cause Jason, I don't know if you're, you, you're familiar with the game, but you, you play, uh, you play cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, for, I, I for know basically actions. how it works. And then you play, the cards are also die rolls mm-hmm. and they're also offense. But a, a player can watch and see what cards are being played for other purposes and figure out what cards are left in the deck. Count so, the cards, basically. Right, so your opponent can be aware of whether you have a chance to have a high die roll or low die roll. That's interesting. Which is more likely. Or your opponent can also be aware of how many fire cards you have left. Like, have you, you might have a lot of die rolls that come out that are fire cards on the top. So your opponent might say, oh, well, he's got <laughs> fire cards left. So I'm going to move into that building. Which is, I think that's a fucked up way to play the game. Yeah, you I've know? never, I've never played against anybody quite like that. I, I guess it's possible, but I mean, you'd get sharks like that in almost any game you play. But of course, card-driven games are more susceptible yeah. to that. But, but if there were dice, you wouldn't have that problem because the dice are going to generate. That's true. That's true. I mean, true. When, when you have a deck that's generating dice, you have a, only a certain number of outcomes that are going to come from the dice. Right. Absolutely. The, the, the thing about Combat Commander too, which changes it constantly, are the events, the random events that come up. You know, as, you know, from the die triggers, uh, when you, when you, when you, uh, 
roll your die, there's the times where you get these die triggers, which cause you to have to, to flip another card, and each card is multifaceted, where you've got, you know, you've got your move, your action, and then your events. And sometimes the events can be incredibly beneficial to the person that's losing the game. But they're very um, random. They are, they are, but it's, they can drastically change things and swing momentum. Um, like there's events that'll come up which will make the objectives worth, um, a, a, a certain, a certain amount. You have to draw a random objective chit and, you know, sometimes it's a secret one and the guy you're playing who might be kicking your ass doesn't know that this objective you hold is now worth 10 victory points. Right. You know? Wasn't there one which said if you, like, you get bonus points for killing, having killed the enemy? Like, yeah, that's a limit, right. dub- doubling elimination points. That's, that's like cool. battlefield that, integrity or battlefield yeah. losses or something like that. Yeah, that's the one where you gain a victory point for each objective you control. That one. And then, but there's things that can shift the game drastically. And that's one of the cool things I like about it, because it's... But the, but the other weird part of that, though, is you'll have a fire burst out in the middle of the woods. Oh, or, yeah. a mine, or a minefield appear in, like, some random area that's just, like, nowhere near where the fighting's occurring. You know, I mean, I don't know, maybe that happens, so... But it's, it's, it's a hidden minefield, Dave. That's the thing. Suddenly yeah. you're aware of it. Right. <laughs> Somebody back in World War One mined that area. <laughs> But I, so I think I like what the game does. I think yeah. there is an opening there for assholes to uh, count cards, and I think if you're doing that, I don't think you're playing the game in the spirit of the game. So some guys might say, "Hey, that's how you play." You know, it's you got a deck of cards. And and the other thing to mention too, though, is there is a time uh, event that comes up on the cards, which will then reshuffle the deck. Right. So, you, but it, but if a deck has gone for a while without that, it's possible that a player is actually tracking the cards. And cheating, which is how I would describe it, can, can then, because really you're not creating, the, you're 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 sabotaging the random uh, die rolling that, that comes with the the, the card deck. I guess that's what I said. Do you, do you what would you think, Braxton, if you thought somebody was counting all the cards? Well, that's good for them for spending so much time doing it. I mean, <laughs> but, would you, if mean... but if you're playing the guy, would you feel like? Like he's I, like I know he's like I don't know I know you don't have any fire cards left because uh, you just you just ran four die rolls and they were all fire cards so I've already counted up all your fire cards so I know you don't have any left. I would say good for I don't know I don't yeah. know what I would say I think but at that point think, you get on the house phone you yeah. drag the guy into a back room and you smash his hand with a hammer. <laughs> I'd say congratulations or something yeah. I don't know. But I've heard, I don't know this because I haven't played that much ASL, but I've heard that competitively there's a lot of real gamey stuff that can go on too. Of course. So it's, yeah. it's not that many just, rules, it has to be. Right. They're not just the uh, card-driven stuff that'll do that. But I don't know. I mean, I've never played any of you like that. I suppose someday I may. But, um, you know, I played Rick a few times, and Rick's really good at that. I don't know if he's counting cards, but he knows percentages like you wouldn't believe like, yeah. there's about a 30 percent chance you're gonna that's not gonna work you know like he'll throw that out there right. and um well great well i guess i won't do that then yeah because well, well, <laughs> the idea is and, and i'm not throwing this out as a criticism game i think it's a great system i love right. how the cards run everything i think that's very cool uh but it's kind of like well we're, we're fighting a game that's simulating a world war ii fight so right. Uh, no one in the, the game, no one in the battle was counting cards. Like, the, the lieutenant in the foxhole right. was not counting how many fire cards the Germans had. So it's kind of like you're getting away from the spirit of the game, the fun of it, and you're kind of ruining the fun. For me, that'd be like a table flip. I'd be like, I'm out of here. <laughs> if I think the guy's going to count the cards or do something like that, like, 
that's not fun to play somebody like that. I'm, I think it's fun to be like, oh shit, I got a sniper shot, you know, or, but if, if you're about to flip and you're like, oh, I just gotta make this roll, and the guy's like, well, you don't have anything higher than a 10 in your deck, I'd be like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd probably do the same thing. I don't, I don't know. I, th- I think playing casually, that's the right answer, but people who are gonna play competitively, they're always gonna find that stuff. All the games that people play competitively, they're gonna, they're gonna find it. So just don't do that. What's up with the competitive play? I, I guess yeah, I don't I understand don't, the don't idea that some guy's manhood is wrapped up in how he plays a uh, uh, a board game. Yeah, and that's Chess. what it is, I guess. It is. Because with the ASL stuff... It's not getting uh, it anywhere else. Well, I, like, I, I, I've I noticed in the ASL stuff where the competition is obviously really big right. in ASL. These guys are really into it. And like uh, when I bought one of the journals, I bought journal number 10, and they, you know, these guys are like... they. Two guys are basically talking about what they did, and then they have a neutral umpire who basically judges, and it's like a playthrough. Like, oh, I would have done this, or I would have wow. And they're not being super competitive, really, but when you start to see that kind of thing, that, that kind of surprises me. Hmm. But I'm not into the competitive play, so when I'm into ASL, I'm into it for I'm – I'm not an ASL player. I'm a historical ASL. Yeah. So I want the modules. I want, like uh, – Valor of the Guards, I want uh, Festung Budapest. Like, if you're telling me we're going to fight over the uh, Stalingrad railway station, I'm like, fuck yes. I want to <laughs> fucking set up minefields and we're gonna bet, or the Univermag department store or the Specialist's house or Pavlov's house. Yes. But if you're going to tell me that we're going to use Map Sheet 2 and we're going to fight yep. over a village that is similar to the village that... I'm like, wait. Yeah. It, it's not the village? Like, oh no, well, we also use this map sheet for the, uh, the, the battle we fight in East Poland and the battle we fight in Denmark and, you know, the village is representative of the, the map of that. Then I'm really not that interested. I want to know that the map is the map. You know, like Red Square. Like, that, that's the cool thing for me for the ASL stuff. But the problem is a lot of ASL modules are just kind of the, the map sheets they select. Generic, like right? Yeah, they're generic, right? So the, they're, they're picking the map sheets and finding which ones are closest to what they would want it to be. Uh, and that doesn't do much for me. And forget the playing it competitively because I am the least competitive guy when it comes to gaming. I'm not into like, uh, getting into some guy who's gonna be like, uh, getting on me about whether I check the line of sight on something or I'm, I'm just not. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, so the for me the scenarios are cool just for like uh like if I'm gonna show Braxton something, I'd like to place a book pull out a scenario. But if I'm gonna actually play for fun, like a I I wanna do like the campaign games or fight with the historical maps, and maybe part of that's because I was a miniature wargamer. Um we want the map to be what it was. If you're telling me it's Stalingrad, it better look like Stalingrad. Don't tell me it's a generic city map, which could be any one of could be Warsaw, could be Berlin. That's not interesting to me. The fact that the Valor of the Guards locations are labeled and they say what they all are, I love that. I eat that shit up. So. Cool. So, I don't know. I guess that's me in competition. I'm going to count cards on you. Yeah, there's no cards, motherfucker. It's just dice. In every game I get a chance. <laughs> it's just dice. Well, we got to play, Dave, right? We're going to play Comic Commander. Yeah, no, I, I'm up for playing. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm into it. Um, I, the games I've watched seems a little slow, 
it's because they're learning games. Because they're learning games. I think basically because I get I get some of the the card concepts. I maybe I'll be able to be a little bit of a faster player, but who knows? I've read the rules, so I don't own it. I should have bought it probably when when they had the sales, but. Yeah, I, uh, I think for me it's a try before I buy. I have a buddy who has it. Rick, of course, has has it. I've seen him play it, and man, they fly through it. Oh yeah, at the game at the game group. Yeah, I'm sure when Rick's playing with an experienced player, it's yeah, really quick. Like, yep. Crush it. And the games seem kind of small. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's why I asked on the guild. Hey, are there bigger ones? Because when I see the maps, I'm kind of like, it. it size it feels, size doesn't matter, dude. dude. But when when you play the campaign game, it's it's insane. Like it's okay. a lot going on. Uh, I played the Stalingrad campaign, and it was, you're a lot of units. I mean, the maps don't change. I mean, they change because you, you use different maps, but you get a lot of counters on there, and it's pretty. Now, are, now are the maps historical? Uh, most of them are, believe it or not. Yeah, That's I mean, cool. the Stalingrad ones are. Um, you know, of course, it's there's like the one they have the tractor factory and all that stuff, but um, I don't think they're quite as detailed as some of the ASL maps. But they're, I mean, it seems. Seems like it is. I don't know. I haven't done like an overlay and looked at a map and seen if it's exactly, but it's such a smaller scale as far as the area. Right. Uh, it'd be kind of difficult to do. But, you know, each, each scenario has a sit rep. It talks about what's going on historically and what happened, things like that. So. No, I'm up for trying to, I mean, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty heavily into ASL at this point. And I, what I'm trying to avoid though is the thing where it's all you play. Right. Like, I don't want to get into this thing where it's the only game I play. And yeah. And the, but there's things I love about it, like the rules can be complicated, but they're always going to make sense. I love uh, they've got these rules where, like, say you're doing point blank shooting, like point blank is where you can kind of double fire your adjacent, you get double fire factors. If you're a couple levels above, uh, you can still get point blank on the guys below you because you're like throwing grenades on them, but they can't get point blank on you because they can't use their grenades to throw, like. A lot of times, if you when you're playing ASL, if you're not sure about a rule, if you just pick the thing that makes the most sense, it actually ends up being what the rule is trying to represent. So, uh, like dashing across roads, creating fire lanes with machine guns, uh, sneaking around buildings with bypass movement. I mean, it's just kind of really hit a chord with me. But but yeah, I'm I'm very aware that you don't want to become one of these guys who's like, that's all I want to play, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. I have to kind of tamp it down. That's why they call it the ASL cold. Yep. Yeah, and the conflict of heroes thing I'm done with because I'm yeah. so irritated with the the way that the first of all, like again, I'm not gonna go into a rant because Still I already screamed about yep. this two episodes <laughs> ago. But it's ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. They, that guy has driven a franchise, tactical yeah. franchise that could have been a huge moneymaker yeah. into the ground yeah. just by not producing more scenarios. Just yeah. make more scenarios. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. So, way to just, whatever. I mean, I so, <laughs> so. thought you were going to get into it. And ASL Retro, uh, I did buy that one. I knew I mentioned it briefly <laughs> in the last podcast. Uh, I don't basically, that. yeah, basically it's a, it's a handheld book that you're going to get. And it's, it's, it looks like one of maybe the old, uh, uh, D&D books, like back before even they came out with the box editions. I mean, it's literally like almost like a pamphlet. And, uh, so the production value is kind of low, um, but generally what what they do is they basically, to me, taken out all the stuff that's fun <laughs> itself and made it simpler. I don't know if that's hmm. so. I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, probably not for any of our listeners. 
Yeah, well, well, Brodrick likes it, I guess. Uh, I'm just not into it. So for me, I, I would stick with the regular ASL. I did try it. I did check it out. Um, not into it. So. And based yeah, on that, me neither. Yeah. So I knew you were you were about to jump. I, I was right there. Fully into ASL. <laughs> <laughs> but all good. Just bought a bunch of journals on the Black Friday sale. So uh-huh. I think I've got him. Because what we did, too, is we were doing Decision and Else uh, last night. And we're, it's starter kit, but I was like, yeah, after playing the full ASL, it's very hard to get into playing starter kit again. So we basically, we just play it full ASL without yeah, concealment. We're not doing concealment, but we're doing all the other rules. So, so we're having fun with it. That's cool. Um, I'm going to go uh, get a beer. Me too. Let's pause. Okay. That's good. All right. All I'm going to bring in guys to host who we haven't talked to. Right. You know, I've learned from that experience that that is not good. So we're recording. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But uh, so so like kind of when sometimes guys will be like, "Hey, how do I get on the guild right away?" Or "How do I get on the podcast right away?" If you ask, you're like, "Yeah, knocked on the bottom of the list." Oh, the bottom of the list. Yeah. Overeager. Uh, we don't reward overeagerness, but it, part of it is just that uh, yeah, you kind of kind of participate. Like we've we've gotten guys now like uh Pete Gade and uh like Tyler mm-hmm. who are really involved. That's awesome. I think yeah. it's great that you get newer guys because a lot of the guys who are in like the kind of the the group, the main group, are guys that have been with us from the early days. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which is weird. I remember listening to the first episode when that I found it. Painful. I think I yeah. <laughs> and you listen to number two still, which is weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's gotta be an evolution to go through and listen to how it how it's that's funny when guys are like, "Hey, I've listened to number one. It's awesome." I'm like, "Oh, dude, you're in for a lot of change." <laughs> it gets much better. <clears throat> it, it's not as much an evolution of the podcast as like a breach birth. <laughs> so hopefully now, like this is for me much more enjoyable because I like having the guys in the guild come on and and it just makes it more of a it's something new every month. It's great. Yeah, cool. yeah, it keeps it new. Plus, you get the consistency of the bromance still running the thing, but still with new people coming in. Keeps me coming back. You never know how fucked up you're going to get either, Dave. So yeah, good. well, we'll see. No, today, today I'm moderating. Speaking of which, what's you know what it was? It was, it was the fucking Maximus beer last time. Yeah, yeah. That shit is ridiculous. Is like almost 8% or 7.5% or something like that. Well, it doesn't help seriously. Like my normal speaking voice, I already sound as if I'm partway drunk. <laughs> like uh, when we, were, we, I was listening in on the Vassal game when they were playing, and Rick's like, "Hey, he's already slurring." I'm like, "Fuck you, asshole!" I had a cup of coffee like an hour ago. <laughs> I haven't had anything to drink. It might be a speech impediment. That's not funny to make fun of people. No, that's, that's bullying, especially in California. It's not allowed. So when you make fun of my slurring, you're being a bully. It's you're a hate crime. Yes, this is a hate crime. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Dave? I've got um, I'm half Newcastle, and uh, half, I'm drinking also uh, Lagunitas IPA. Braxton, mm-hmm. so. I'm drinking uh, Synergy Kombucha. Very nice. <laughs> you, you drink enough of that. You, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you get, get get hammered, man. Look at all fucked up. I like it. I'm telling you, Braxton's clean. Braxton's clean living. Yeah, all the way through? Yeah, he's reformed. <laughs> Braxton used to be a wild man. Yeah, I've been there, done that. So. You can see it in his eyes. 
<laughs> that's what, that's why it's a I life thought, well lived. I thought the Marine stuff was going to be much better. Like him, like kicking, like pouring pitchers of beer over Israeli paratroopers' heads, like all sorts <laughs> of stories in Sinai, kicking guys' teeth out. No. Maybe the stories are too good. That's well, not right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my stories are like, they, they just don't end well for a lot of the people involved. You know? Right. It's no fun it's, telling them. Statute of limitations hasn't run out. Exactly. Some of story, yeah, so. some of them there aren't. Well, that's the tough thing about poisoning people, Jason. I think you need to have a different method because poisoning... I just said I didn't want to talk body. about it. <laughs> they can always exhume the body and then... The... Yeah, those things leave traces. Right. I've been drinking we... whiskey since noon, so I'm nice and... Oh, midday... Dude, midday drinking's the best. Yeah, I worked from home today. and You know how that goes. I'm on my work computer and I'm drinking at noon. What, uh, what whiskey... So it's uh, Jim Beam honey with a, a little bit of lime juice and then ginger beer. Oh, that's nice. So it's like, a, is that the mule? Is, like, is that the, kind of the mule version? Yeah. Yeah. We call, we call it a honey badger. Honey badger. Because uh-huh. I, I tried the Bushmills honey. So good. I thought the Bushmills honey was terrible. Yeah. The Jim Beam's pretty good. It's not too much. I've actually been cutting back a little bit, so I haven't been drinking whiskey. I've just been drinking beer. I'm going the other way. Yeah, I love, beer's I making love me put on weight, so I'm drinking lighter. I, I know that was my argument before, but uh, my wife was tired of dealing with me, so. <laughs> and that's my strategy. Yeah, apparently, if you go in for a, a a blood test at your doctor's office, you probably shouldn't eat, drink a third of Bushmills before you go in. Yeah, so, just let you guys know before. And they talk about fasting. Yeah, don't drink. And they say, how much alcohol do you consume? Ah, you know, three to four a week. Oh, never cop out to anything. (laughs) A glass of wine for dinner. They're like, wait, right now your blood alcohol level is point one. I never forget when I, when I joined the Marines, how I went into the MEP station to processing and they did, they did, it's so funny. Every, every branch of service did alcohol, like, uh, Mm -hmm. breathalyzers from the night before, except for the Marines. We didn't have to do it. It's yeah. <laughs> not freaking hilarious. Par, par for the course. Ah, <laughs> uh, maps. Yes. I'm like an 80 year old man holding your balls. Uh huh. Ask you to bend over and mm-hmm. cough. Yeah, yeah. Scarring. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it seems like each as I get older, they make me do more and more things in my physical. Like this last time, they made me do a uh, a uh, where they put the things on your angiogram or something, where they put oh, yeah. the things on, and then yeah, I, I'm like, I never had to do that before. You're getting old. Yeah, now you're past forty two. So. Yeah, I mean, but still, we always have the pleasurable moments. Yeah, that private right. moment. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they put the gloves on. The nurse comes in in the first part, like whatever, she's taking my blood pressure. She goes through the drawer, she pulls out two rubber gloves and a, a, a little, uh, rip thing of lube. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Like the doctor can't get that shit out himself. I'm like, is that what they taught you at Bryman College? How to go through the fucking drawer and pull out the fucking rip thing? Like, at least you didn't rip it with your teeth, for God's sake. Like, Make it interesting for me. Like now I gotta stare at that thing. <laughs> the whole time he's telling me everything, I'm like, huh? I'm just staring at that lips, that plastic thing full of lube. Oh. Never good. Oy vey. Never a good moment. And then they're always like, okay, well now you're gonna have to, I'm like, yeah, here we go. Yep. Money shot. Let's get this over with. <laughs> okay, so I have a review still. 
Yeah. And this review, people have waited for this review, I've heard, for at least two months. This review is a game that, oh. uh, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's very, very, uh, popular. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, about the Battle of Luther. Oh, very nice. Oh. And it's made by the Three Point Games. I've heard of this game. Right. So, this is the one where I gave the great, my great a synopsis of Prussian military strategy as they march and march and march. <laughs> And there's guys on the map and guys not on the map. A lot of marching. Are on a lot the of marching. So, so um, let me give a more, more coherent review. I thought I'd actually sit down and review this game. So um, Tim Allen would appreciate that. Yeah, this he, is a victory point game. He was not happy with us. No, I think he was cool. I yeah. think he initially thought it was funny. Didn't he think it was funny? I'm, I'm sure he did. I'm just giving him a hard time. He's, I, he's I thought a cool he. Guy. Because initially, a couple guys were like, what the fuck, dude? Because it's funny, because guys will post stuff on the guild, and then I get, like, side geek mails where guys are like, what the fuck is up with this guy? That's <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 I think he actually likes it. So I think he was just being funny. I like when people so, get our back. Yeah, I get yeah, I ate a lot of that. That's nice. When, when certain people post, I get less. It gets heavier than when other yeah. people don't. Uh, we have certain herpes people who show up every once in a while, flare up, and then go away for a while. So. <laughs> That's true, they do. Yeah. They have a hidden agenda, we find out at the end. That hurts, yeah, Dave. That hurts. Yeah. It's not you, I'm not talking. Oh, oh, too soon? Oh, yeah. Did I say that out loud? Sorry. <laughs> okay, so, um, Luthen, um, yeah, I think I gave a uh, pretty wonderful uh, uh, summary of the general historical situation <laughs> during the Seven Years' War when this battle was happening. But basically, uh, to sum it up, um, Luthen is basically the period where uh, Frederick's army was at its height. It was great at marching. Frederick had just lost a couple battles, and Luthen was a battle he really needed to win, kind of like a turning point battle for him. Um, the Austrians had already set up in position, and because there were a bunch of hills, Frederick was able to march around their flank, deploy into line, and surprise them and hit them on the flank before they could redeploy. So that's basically the historical situation at Luthen. Um, the way the game works is it's got a ton of hidden markers, so basically, like at least half of the Prussian units, maybe more, uh, are dummies. So, so basically, the Prussian sets up. It's like a fish hook around. The, basically, the Austrians are in a line, and the Prussians going to set up in a basically a fish hook or a J uh, on their flank. So the Prussian player can decide whether he wants to do like a historical deployment and put all of his real units on that, that flank, or if he wants to put them somewhere else on the map. So. So you do have some choice. I guess that kind of reflects maybe the fact that the Austrians didn't know from which direction the attack was coming. Sure. Um, the components are nicer than some of the other games I've played from uh, Victory Point Games. The uh, the counters are laser cut, so they look nice enough. Um, they've got basically each unit's rated for, I guess, combat strength, morale, and movement. So you've got some light units, you've got some cavalry units, and you've got some generic infantry units. Uh, they all take up the same space. They're all rectangles. I thought maybe the line infantry would be wide and the cav would be a different color or a different shape, but they're all two spaces wide, or actually, I guess they're all the same. But they're all rectangles, basically. So that was weird. I thought it would have been cool to make them in different shapes and make the skirmishers maybe more flexible in how they could deploy or... Whatever. The bottom line is, this game is not going to be like an earth-shattering uh, uh, replay of the Battle of Luthen. Yeah. Because 
I, what I did when I play tested is I, I said, okay, well, I'm playing both sides, so clearly the hidden movement's not going to have any effect on it. So let me see if just I can do a straight-on frontal attack on the Austrians and win the game. And so I just basically put all my Prussian. I didn't do any of the flanking stuff that that because the whole idea was that the Prussians flanked and they attacked on the flank and basically rolled up the Austrians. And the area that they attacked had been the were like the weaker like non-Austrian type allies who weren't as strong at, at fighting. Them. So they, that, they they hit the weak point of the Austrian line. So I basically just set the game up where I was going to attack the Austrians right in the middle. And guess what? I just pounded right through the Austrians and destroyed the entire Austrian army. <laughs> so, so then. So you didn't have to be tactical at all. Yeah, that begs the question of what, what's the point of having the whole thing where you can deploy to the flank? Because in the end, the Austrians all had pretty low morale. So when you look at the CRT, uh, it's, it's a, the same, a similar CRT to the one that was in, uh, Franco-Prussian War 40, which I played. Uh, and it's basically not, based on a ratio, it's based on combat differential. So if one guy has a five and the other guy's a two, it's a plus three combat differential for the attack. The attacker's five and the defender's two. And then you roll, and basically if you get a certain result, you have to take a morale check. Well, all the Austrian morale's bad, and all the uh, Prussian morale's good. So not only are the uh, Austrians more likely to run, the Prussians are more likely to rally after they do run. So... It's it's kind of a rollover for the Prussians. I don't think I'd want to play this game as the Austrian player. <laughs> because, like I said, it seems like the the last thing Frederick would have wanted to do was to attack the center of the Austrian line. Yeah, when I did it, I was able to just smash right through them. And who cares about the flanking maneuver? So, so the system's similar, like I mentioned, to Franco-Prussian War 40. Um, the, the, the difference is... They basically took out all the cool stuff that was in <laughs> uh, Franco-Prussian War 40 had this whole idea of friction, where you could play certain cards, but there was a cost, and the friction allowed you to force your opponent to re-roll a die. Uh, so uh, each card that you played had some kind of like, choices for you to make. Do you want more operations, or do you want more uh, reinforcements? And if you do this, you can do this, but it might cost you more friction, and then the friction was something that helped your opponent because there was the idea was use command friction. They basically that does this game doesn't have any of that. So, so to me, I felt like uh, the Franco the uh, Luthen game was basically like Franco Prussian War Forty without all the stuff that made Franco Prussian War Forty a good game. You know, and the components were definitely better, but it could have been any battle. I mean, this could have been Gettysburg. It could have been uh, Battle of Monmouth, and and so when I think I drunkenly tried to explain this uh, <laughs> this concept in the last Very podcast, drunkenly. but uh, okay, Braxton, you don't need to pile on, but <laughs> you don't that's bullying. That's bullying. <laughs> There's anti-bullying laws in Santa Cruz, I'm sure. So don't make me call the police because I will call the police on you. So, um, so so basically the. Uh, my my problem was so they the idea was that Frank Chadwick had, had designed the game, but uh, the, the, within the constraints of the rules, I don't see how it really matters who designs the game. Yeah, because the game is so basic that it, there's there's no feeling like you're playing any game. Uh, yeah, it's Luthen because there's a map that's a, and the units resemble those units, but. What, what did Frank Chadwick add to this game? You know, I mean, um, this could be Chancellorsville, it could be Gettysburg, it could be a lot of different battles that you could do. Uh, 
but none of them will feel like those battles because the the cards don't really add much, and and the game itself doesn't play like a lot of fun. So, so great great job. They made the components a lot better. That's something. You know, I mean, the cards are like flank attack, effective demonstration. But the coolest part about the Franco-Prussian War 40 was the idea that you could, you had to make choices. Like, do I want to? And the other cool thing was you could react in your opponent's uh, phase. Like, your opponent would move, and you could react and force your opponent to attack you. But you had you discarded a card to do that in the Franco-Prussian War 40. None of that's there. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. But I guess, I guess in the end. This this was the first game of the series that then they killed off the series. I think that's what we heard through the guild that there weren't going to be any more games. Maybe that's for the for the best. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe they should stop selling the game. <laughs> <laughs> Ringing endorsement. What is the CRT like? Is it just odds or? No, it's not odds. Um, Braxton, were you drunk? I just explained this already. Okay, I'll explain this one more time for Braxton listeners. You didn't okay. go into you didn't go into detail this year. I said if a five attacks a two, you're a oh. plus three combat differential. So it's Got a it. it's it's a one die roll, which right. also means that you know yeah, you, don't you have, have huge swings, uh, you have right. huge swings of luck between what can happen. Right. Got it. And uh, terrain gives you some movement point costs. Basically, the terrain what the terrain will do also is. Like if you're attacking into a let's see let's see what I mean, these trends is if you're attacking into a marsh your your attacker strength is reduced by one mm. so there yeah there's no ratios it's just straight strength against strength but the cool thing about Franco Prussian War 40 is you would your opponent would do an attack on you thinking oh I'm a plus five and then you would play like Mitrilus or something or like uh, repeater rifles or or, or Shaspot and it would add like plus three to your defensive strength. And then he's like, fuck! And then he's trying to roll the dice, you know. So, Franco Prussian War 40 had a real fuck you feel to it with the cards and the hidden movement. Um, and this game basically, it's like, they, they learned all the wrong lessons. Like, the only lesson they learned was the components have to be improved. <laughs> but I don't know, I don't think they're even the same series. I remember Lucas going off on them at GMT West in April. It was funny <laughs> about the components, how bad it was. Well, yeah. Frank- I mean, Frank Oppression War, that one when you guys played it. Well, remember the one where I laid it out and the guy thought I was playing a playtest version of the game? Yeah. That's right. Uh, that's what it was. was yeah. Yeah. The guy came up and said, hey, are you a game designer? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, well, I thought this was a playtest version. I'm like, no, this is actually the victory point game title. Yeah, I paid money for this. I paid $35 for this game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the, the components are okay. I mean, they did better on the components. Um, then they've got like light infantry troops that do something like what Light Infantry does. It's just a really half-assed. If you want to know anything about the Battle of Luthen or you want to fight the Battle of Luthen, this is not the game for you. Now, for, for, to Tim's credit, I think the, the game looks nice. The components all look pretty, but not fun. And it's the Drums and Muskets number one. Hmm. One of one. One of one. Yeah, I don't know if they've had any more after It's this. a collector's edition. Yeah, maybe. So if somebody wants it or wants to try it out, feel free to send me a geek penalty because I will. Uh, there you go. Since you, but only if you're a guild member. So. Uh-huh. Active. And by the way, if you're gonna post on the guild, it'd be cool if you're actually a guild member. Right. <laughs> to try joining the guild if you're gonna use us. It's easy to do. Absolutely. So hey, Braxton, why don't you talk a little bit too about the stuff we've added to the guild to kind of? I know we've added. Some stuff recently. Oh yeah, well. 
Well, just to make it easier for everybody to find uh, guild buddies to play games with, I've created a geek list, uh, which I'm going to update every month. So everybody who wants to play anything can post it up there, and if anyone's interested, they can just chime in, and guys, everybody can set up and play. Make sure you put it on the guild calendar, though. It's hardcore, so, man. Yep. Yeah. So, so we so we've got a we do have a uh, uh, we have a guild calendar for games that are coming up on Vassal. We we've also got a, uh, uh, a log, a gameplay log, right there. So. And there's also the games reviewed as well by uh by the by the podcast that you also maintain right and, um, and now we're going to have the quizzes that Braxton's going to do <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do the quiz it's, it's a lot of fun so you know what Braxton you've been working really hard for the podcast I'm going to uh, offer you a salary we're going to pay you double what the hosts of this podcast make be careful what you agree to <laughs> <laughs> it might be a negative number. Full <laughs> <laughs> of that. You can invest. Yeah. Can invest dude. Yeah, we'll sell you, shares. When you're gonna make a smart investment, you want to get down. At, you want to get in at the bottom level. We are like ne- we have negative equity. This is <laughs> absolute time to price Ground shares. floor. There's a couple kinds of bottoms. We're at one of them. <laughs> you are you are absolutely getting in at the bottom level. Nice. <laughs> Uh, get any more hate mail lately, Dave? About the podcast? No. no, not really. You know, um, I think it's nice now. Where I, I don't know if I think we're kind of flying under the radar to some extent. So yeah. <laughs> we've been shut out. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Think, no more constant yeah. world. <laughs> no, constant world's not and not going to ever do anything with us. So, yeah. uh, but and I don't want to really get into a thing where like it's something that I think that I regularly complain about. Right. Then, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, really neither of us care. No. So, you know, because it can get into a thing where then it's, people get tired of listening to it. We're always like, Ugh. like we don't think we're like rebels or anything. I think we just do what we do, and and uh, it, I think if you it like maybe, it. Listen, if not, then we're not for you. We we do pick up we do pick up new listeners, and uh, especially we're we're getting more from foreign countries, which is cool. Yeah, um, I noticed that. Yeah, we've got some guys from some countries with crosses on their flags. <laughs> Finland, what's that? Norway, Sweden, our Scandinavian brothers. <laughs> all those, all those flags. And uh, so we've gotten some of those. And uh, but yeah, I noticed two guys quit the guild. The the problem is, I always want to know who quit because like we were up to two twenty and then we dropped down to two eighteen. Like, I noticed oh. that today. Yeah. I'm like, who quit? But <laughs> like somebody in the meat of the group, I I'm like, maybe we should say, hey, if you're gonna quit, you should say I quit. Like you should do it the red. Yeah. I quit because of this. Because I'm That'd never be awesome. sure. Yeah, why would I don't understand why you don't have to subscribe to it, right? Like, right. Yeah, I don't know. Why would you maybe, quit? Maybe they were going through their guild list. They're like, fuck these guys. Yeah. I don't. I never go there anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that maybe makes they're sense. like all these lists that Braxton's starting up. I'm tired of. <laughs> or maybe maybe it's all our boys. our. Uh, calendar events that we send to everybody. Maybe yeah, I don't. I don't ever do that. I don't ever send out. I feel like that's like spamming people. I know. I, I do too. Like, that's why I, like, I think oh, it's hilarious. I post it on the calendar. I don't send it to everyone. Should I do that? Is that better? Yeah, I, I like it. I get a kick out of it. I do too. Okay, so because otherwise they might not look at the calendar. Is that the idea? Yes, that's it. Because I don't always look at it. So. 
No, I'll tell you, like, uh, when I went to the first game, the, the Combat Commander game, there were like eight guys in that thing. It was like, we were all on a lifeboat on the Titanic. I mean, we were all like, <laughs> it, was, it was really it was a great house. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, I never know how that works. Like, so that's not considered bad for me to, uh, spam people with it. I mean, Who gets but, that much but, geek mail either? I mean, between the sample size of two, no, it is not. Yeah, okay, so it's the, two the other are, 200 guys on the guild might feel okay. differently. But. Yeah, that's fine. So I feel comfortable doing it now. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Excellent. I'd be giving the go ahead. Excellent. I agree. Uh, speaking yeah. of the guild, um, I put the last, or a couple trips ago, my, my trip to Albuquerque. I'm going to be in Houston December 2nd. If anyone, I don't know if we have any Houston listeners, but I'm open for dinner and a game. Nice. December 2nd in Houston. Just a warning, he does not put out. So just, <laughs> I'll, I'll pay for dinner, though. Do not pay for his dinner. Uh, no, I'll pay for you're dinner. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> uh, I'm a cheap date. Wow, so you're like on tour. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm on tour, so. yeah. yeah. How about you, Braxton? Where are you going to be? Uh, what, in the next couple months? Nowhere. San, Santa Cruz? Nowhere. Hey, so how's, how is uh, Lucas adjusting to being a uh, new father? He's doing great. Yeah, mm-hmm. rough couple of weeks in the beginning, but you know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, they, they, apparently, he might be able to invite me over to game here in the next 10 days or so. Um, I guess they've gotten into a good groove, so we'll see how long that lasts. Baby-wise, Lucas, that's all I can tell you. Do baby-wise. I know you're listening to this. Well, I don't I know. What is that? To... Baby-wise is a way to get your kids to sleep through the night. I remember. <laughs> what is that? I remember that. It's that a book. Word. It's a that's book. That's right. Baby-wise, yeah. you get your kids to, you cook, got... Uh, this is going to be fascinating military wargaming, uh, <laughs> podcast material. Right here, but yeah, it's the thing where you basically, uh, uh, you, you teach them how to comfort themselves by ignoring them when they cry. Oh. That's generally oh. the concept. I mean, my, my philosophy when I had my kids was if you can still hear them crying, you need to close more doors in your house. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But because people will constantly do go, not coddle. Yeah, people will constantly go check on the kids and mm-hmm. when they're babies. My kids slept when after like four or five months. They were sleeping through the night from like yeah. uh, like seven at night to seven in the morning. Damn. At like three or four months. So. Nice. Fuck you. I mean, and, and Braxton, you don't let them sleep in the bed with you. Either. Never, ever, 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 ever. That is wrong. No, no we had a co-sleeper. I remember. Uh, so. What does that mean? Is that one of your roommates? What was that? No, no. It's like a, it's like a little crib that attaches to your bed, and they're not in the bed with oh, you. Oh, well, we need to get them out of there. Because then you're always worried they're going to stop breathing or something. Wow. You're kind of, aren't you constantly worried about them? Wow. No. No, it was just so you could tend to them. I don't know. That was a while ago. I don't yeah, remember. it's easier to roll over and stick a bottle in the mouth. Yes. Than, yeah. Having to oh. get up, go into the other room. Uh, do I was that, all about that. the pack and play. Yep. That's right. I remember that. Oh. Yeah, I guess, no, I don't have to deal with any of that. I just have to deal with my, my, them arguing over who's gonna play Tachyon and who's gonna play, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wraith? Yeah, Wraith, the Wraith. They love the Wraith. Nice. Yeah, she's pretty badass. Yeah, so that's a good game though. I love that. I, I did, uh, the first time I played Legacy. Mm-hmm. Which is like the Captain America, I guess. And, uh, one kid played Tachyon, the other one played the Wraith. So, we talked about the heroes, Sentinels of the Multiverse. Might have to get that game. I should write that on the list, huh? Put it in the show notes. 
Oh, yeah, what's what's up with the whole Christmas thing? What's that supposed to do? I don't know, but... We haven't figured <laughs> it out yet. Christmas Something thing? about bitches. I was on board of bitches. Bra- brainstorming on, like, some secret, secret Santa, Santa type thing. But it sounds like it's going to turn into sort of like a hand-me-down, paid-forward type thing. Yeah. Oh, all right, so I don't understand what that means. What does that mean? Well, it's like you post a game. Like, there's a pay-it-forward thing going on right now in the board gaming forum, forums where someone posts a game, and the first person to take dibs on it gets it, and then they post a game. And it's just like this endless Which is, cycle. Which is frozen right now because the guy who posted <laughs> put last put shit up something on. shitty. Yeah, no, what the know, fuck, the man? I know. People are putting up, like, like, box games. He's like, you can have this print-and-play thing <laughs> or <laughs> this magazine game. Like, fuck you, thing? man. I know. I put up two. Real games, good games. Yeah, and, I think I and, got uh, one of them from you. Didn't yeah, you did, and I got one from you. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I know people put this. It's like, well, oh, that one guy put the postcard game up. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh my you, god, man. that was the worst ever. He's like, no, well, no one's taking it, so I'll just try this out. Yeah, well, that game you got for free. <laughs> yeah, with something else. I know, but I don't know if it'll turn into something like that. But I don't think anybody wants to spend any money, so it'll it'll probably be that sort of thing. That would be cool though, because. I would rather have, I would rather pass on stuff, good stuff to people. I agree. We know. I agree. Cause I have so the idea is, that, yeah, cause I've got a, I've got Thunder Alley. Yeah, there you go. In, in, still in shrink wrap. Nice. It's just not my kind of thing, I think. Yeah. After my, my GMT experience, my console world experience, so I would do it to unload yeah. that for. I have a couple. I just I get antsy I, when I have too much stuff on my shelf and I just want to get rid of it. But but what are the logistics of it? Like, how would you even do it? You like, just say this is it. The first person who posts and says I want it, you just send it to them, and that's it. Yeah, yeah but then what do you get? You don't get it. You get the goodwill. You've gotten something. Right. So the first person gets screwed. Right. But the the set, you get something and then you post and say I'll send this. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. So so if you like something, you say I'll take that. And but you, you tell post. the people what you're interested. How do they know what you want? No, they just put something up, something from the games you own. Oh, and that you you're say willing I want that. Of. And you then, say I want that yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. So can Campbell volunteer to be the first one? I'll be. The, I'll be the first one. Well, I mean, it's just kind of like Black could give away the stupid fucking Luthan game. I mean, this wonderful Luthan. There you game. go. Yeah. It's really someone it's will gold, take it. Gold banner standard victory point game. You know what's funny about Campbell? Uh, he has not actually been wargaming that long. When I remember when he first came over to my place to play, I feel bad now because he's like, oh, I'm kind of a new gamer. I'm like, oh, great, let's play like La Bataille de la Moscow. We <laughs> 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 immediately made him play this really complicated game. So You should have him bring over Duel of Ages. Dude, this Christmas he bought like tons of fucking gaming shit. Yeah. Nice. Have, you, have, have, have either of you played Duel of Ages? No, I've seen it. It's tons of fun. Well, that, that's how we met. Right. Me and Campbell. By Matt, what do you mean? Online. We played that game play by email together. Mm-hmm. It's fun. That's the one you guys posted on the, the guild for a while? Yeah. Yeah. That was the second game, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I just didn't understand how that would work, so. It's. I mean, I have games I want to get rid of. But I don't know if that's in the spirit of give it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I don't want this game anymore. Right. But yeah. I don't want someone else's shitty game. Well, you they, don't have to. They put games that they don't want. Yeah, but how do I get the game <laughs> that I want? I want a game. How do okay. I get my game? Dave. So you, the Dave, whole point. No, Dave, no, hold, on, hold on. No, 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 no. Listen. <laughs> listen, I'm going to explain it to you. Let me, let me talk. Okay. 
The problem <laughs> yes, was dear. initially, someone wants a game delivered to them that's from someone else. So you can tell your wife, oh no, I didn't buy this game, this guy gave it to me. <laughs> well, the problem is, I want games. I don't want to give away games. Well, then, then this isn't for you. No, I'm, I'm willing to give away, but I don't want to get a shitty game and be like, no, okay. hey honey, this guy sent me a shitty game. So, here's how it works. So, I'm willing to send someone and cover the 15, first $15 postage for, um, the most dangerous time, um, to the last man and say, heights of courage, right? So you, you, where do you put that message? I just post it. I say that. On the this, list. Yeah, this is what I'm willing to get rid of. If you want one of those three games, you say I'll take it, but then you have to put up something for someone else to take. And it just, it just has to be one game. You don't have to put up a certain number. No, I'm sorry. The first thing you posted, was that the games you wanted or the games No, that's you what I'm willing to get rid of. Yeah, but when are you going to get your game? Well, the first you person gets away a game to somebody. Yeah, the first person takes one for the team. It's called pay it yeah, forward. Yeah, so they say, yeah, I want the most dangerous time. And then I say, oh, I got this crappy Luthan game I'm going to put up. And that that brings the whole thing to a screeching halt. Yes, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> or and I don't get my game either. I'm like, I wanted to unload the Luthan game, and I would like to have Case Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you were patient, there'd be something to be posted that you would yeah. want. <laughs> I think people in the guild would be nice I to Jason so. and I. They might give us games that we would want. Speaking all, of which, all the pleasure. Speaking of which, over the years. Speaking of which, I don't know if he wants his name mentioned, but a, a loyal listener who doesn't post on the forums sent me Liberty Rose, which was very kind. That's very kind. Very kind. I got a couple offers that that were, hey, you said you'd pay this. I'm willing to do that. He. He wouldn't even let me pay for postage. Wow. So if, if you're okay with your name being said, I'll, I'll sponsor all of these episodes. That in your name. That very is such bullshit. I have never gotten a fucking single game. <laughs> I've, gotten a, I've gotten a couple. Oh, fuck. It's good yeah. work. Maybe. Keep them coming, people. I guess the drunken monkey just never gets his reward. He just sits back in the tent. So once the show's over, the organ grinder, the organ grinder collects all the coins from the crowd, and the drunken monkey just goes back, sits I in his cage. I my cap. And the drunken monkey just eats his banana. Yep. You could just start a monthly wish list, Dave. There Put you some go. Titles out that you might want, and maybe someone will uh, step up. <laughs> and start sending that to publishers, and then they'll start sending them to you. I'm sure I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm sure Mike can get me a good drunken monkey picture of a little monkey with a bell cap hat just sitting in his cage. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you got Liberty Road. So I think that's right. Yeah, me too. That's I'm all of December. That's what I'm going to be playing. Nice. Very excited. Actually, Barbarian Prince I got for free too. Somebody sent it to me. Oh, what the fuck! I'm telling you. Yeah. It's people who know people. You're, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor monkey. He gets nothing. Poor monkey. <laughs> you get me playing a vassal game with you every third month. <laughs> <laughs> Did you lose on purpose? <laughs> no, no. I'm just a terrible game player. That's no. why I don't play with other people. Well, that's the, that's the other thing too. So now they got this combat commander, uh, tournament going. So I'm like, well, there goes my gaming partners for the yeah, next two weeks. <laughs> 
basically everyone's going to be obsessed with Kame Commander, so. Maybe we should learn it. That'll be a goal next year. Hmm. Well, that's what Braxton said. We're going to, we had a deal where we were going to swap where he'd show me how to play. But I got to say, after watching uh, Rick teach, I think I'm good. I think I can play the game. Yeah. You could, you could totally do it. It's, it's. But the rules are online because, of course, it's GMT, which mm-hmm. is Squared Away Company. It so actually good. puts its, makes its rules available. Yeah. Free. Yeah, right. So I just read the rules. Yeah, exactly. It's not like other companies that charge you money to get them out of some fucking Dropbox so or something. Ridiculous. <laughs> so. Yeah, so maybe, uh, maybe I need to start recruiting some regular ASL people who aren't combat commander contaminated. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? I'm kind of in a weird zone right now where I'm between games, like, uh, ASL school, um, but I want to play other stuff. So Polis was kind of a nice break. I actually looked forward to playing that. But I'm waiting for a bunch of pre-orders. Next door, Taiwan charged. Yeah, yes. that should be coming yep. soon. That should be good. So that was good. And I'm kind of just not really sure. I don't know how many games I'm super excited about. Yeah. I'm in a weird spot for my pre-orders. I got uh, Commands and Colors expansion 2 and 3 today. Mm. Did that arrive? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got nice. two. Is I got two. That's the Greeks, right? Um, uh, no, no, it's Roman, Roman the Barbarians yeah. and the Roman Civil War. Civil War. Oh, I got yeah. the Greek one. I yeah, that's that's yeah. number one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm stickering it right now. Um, I mean, sticker both sides apparently because yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. how the game works. That was awesome. <laughs> and plus, I tried to snark somebody on it, and then I got totally fucking yep. busted out. <laughs> We're like, dude, you, you, you guys are They're like, uh, yeah, idiot. Yeah. You're supposed to see both, both sides both of the camera. Like, oh wow, well, so much for that. So I snarked, awesome. and I got totally fucking <laughs> snarky. Showed up. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I kind of think so. That's that's the ones who come in colors, but that also I can. Oh, you know what I'm waiting on is Fields of Fire. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say that's never gonna fucking come out. What the? I mean, it's it got seems delayed like, again. It's like, it's like the middle of next year. Ben Hole. And I am wait. I'm, the other thing that I think I have coming out soon is the uh, Deluxe Alexander GBOH. Oh, and I, next month, right? I, I, I've just I've decided for the GBOH. I don't like the chip hole. I want to go back to the way it's an SPQR where it was like line commands. After playing Hoplite with Ralph a bunch of times, I got to tell you, I'm not into it. I don't like that. Yeah, it's just like, basically it's like hoplites, like we're, we're doing platea, which of course you might not recognize the battle from my pronunciation of it, but it's, it's like thousands of Persian units with hoplites basically carving their way through them. It's, it's not that fun to play. So I think maybe they need to go back to just the system. Yeah, I like, I think that might be better. So, so maybe I'm, I'm praying with Alexander that they don't try to, do the new chip pull thing. And I'm usually a big chip pull guy. I like chip pull, but I don't know if it works for that. A little too random. Yeah. Well, Braxton, you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh, not that I can think of. I think we kept, Jason, did you officially do a review? I didn't. I was just going to say, do I get to talk about a game? Yeah. Well, I thought you said you weren't going to do it. No, I was, no, I was talking about months, months past. Okay. (laughs) So this can be brief because I'm, and, and anybody well listening, make sure you send Jason your, your free copies of games because Jason really loves Fucking <laughs> <laughs> assholes. Ingrates. I was willing to pay for it. 
Oh. I didn't ask for it. <laughs> so cool. I do. I do really appreciate it. Yeah. No, I know you do. You fuckhead. Yeah. He they does. Wait. He does appreciate it. I do. I think he does. I think you're just a more likable character than I am. That might be. That might be it. <laughs> it could be it. Yeah. <laughs> it's his uh, cherubic face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's oh, the game Jesus you want to Christ. review? Uh, Carrier Battle Group Solitaire. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, so this is you a, get this game for free. Also, no, no, I paid for this game. I bought it from NWS online. Mm-hmm. Um. This came in one of the modern war magazines that uh, Decision Games does. I've had problems with their folio mini games in the past, that the rules are just kind of shitty and um, they're not really any fun. But this is, surprisingly enough, a solitaire-only game um, about kind of potential conflicts in the 80s between the U.S. and the Russians. And basically you play as an admiral and you have your battle group and you're kind of patrolling the seas. Uh, the way each game works is you'll pull a scenario chit, and it will give you the mission that you're playing. Um, and it's interesting because it's point-to-point movement, and each mission has its own movement track. So you don't even get to pick where you're going. You're just going to move straight down this one line, which sounds kind of boring, but the fun of it comes in kind of setting up your battle group, you get a certain number of points at the beginning of the mission to build your your battle group out of. You get to buy ships and aircraft and missiles, uh, submarine. And then you're basically going to... Uh, you're going to have a, a hidden enemy that's going to be a random number of ships in it. And you're going <clears> to... <throat> Jason, are you kind of fucked up at this point? A little bit. A little bit, trying to get through it. <laughs> You're doing fine. Doing and it's good. been like three weeks since I played it, so I'm trying to remember. Um, Thank God. And the organ grinder becomes the drunken monkey. Let me find the sequence of play. Okay, here we go. So, once you're all set up, you have your battle group set, you have your mission that you're trying to go for. Uh, every turn, you get to do an intelligence phase, which can try to find um, what's in the Soviet battle group, and then you can like repair ships in the logistic phase, or or get new ships to your battle group, or get new aircraft to your battle group. And now, Jason, is this kind of naval combat in like the Atlantic theater? Yeah, it's all Atlantic, um, 1980s kind of height of the Cold War. Well, yeah, height of the Cold War. I mean, do the Soviets kind of suck at this point? Are they decent or no? They're decent. Okay. Yeah. Um, they have, like, subs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll talk about that a little bit during the combat. And then you move. Um, at After the movement, you'll draw, um, like, a random event shit based on the the Soviet threat level. So whatever number the, the threat level is at is how many chits you'll pull, and there'll be anything from no event to uh, surprise attack kind of thing, and they just pop up. Um, it... If you run into the Soviet group either through that uh, chip pool or the battle group that's actually on the map, then you go into combat. Uh, and you'll basically lay out all of your forces um, in one of the either inner or outer rings from the kind of naval strategy. Uh, and then you fight it out. And all the fighting is on the chits. It will tell you how many dice to roll for each type of combat. So the combat goes anti-air, anti-surface, anti-sub, 
whatever numbers on the chit in that symbol, you roll that many dice, and you hit on fives and sixes, and then you roll on a separate chart per whatever you're trying to hit, and it will tell you what that damage does. So, um, <clears throat> say you're attacking with uh, your airplanes, they get to attack you with their all their anti-air first, um, because you don't they, if they don't have any air, they, they attack you with your anti-air. And then you get to attack anti-surface with all of your things, and then they attack back. Um, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, they, get, they get you with the Majinjinson Jinson. So some of the tactics come into play there, deploying your forces either in that inner or outer ring against whatever they randomly get set up to. Like, did you ever play the old game Harpoon? No, but this they game makes me want to play it. Yeah, there was no war game. Like, I played on the Mac. I think I have a Mac mm. Harpoon. It was kind of similar, like in that theater. Yeah. You have AWACS? Like, you have AWACS you put up? Mm-hmm. You can. You have, to, you have to buy them. Yeah, so they, they yeah. give you kind of your air intelligence. Yeah, exactly. And then you can have F-16s or F-15s. Was it F-14s? Mm-hmm. F-18s? Yeah, there's, there's 14s and 16s in the game. Okay. Um... So it's it's a very simple tactical game. Um, you're just making very small decisions. And it's solitaire. It's solitaire, which is always a plus. So what runs the opponent? J- uh, just die rolls, basically. Okay. Um, you interrupted me. <laughs> I was on a roll, man. Um, so it's very tactical. It's very swingy. So, like, my first game, I won without a hitch. Like, I just ran right through it. The second game, I lost on the first turn. So it's one of those games where it's just kind of you're along for the ride. Um, but it's not so um, on rails as, like, B-17, I've or Picket Duty, for that matter, where you're just kind of in this three-hour game, but you're not really doing much. You're just rolling dice along the way. This, you get to make enough small decisions to make it interesting for the 30 minutes that you're going to be playing it. Um, and that's in a game like this, that's what I'm looking for. I want it to be engaging for the little bit of time that it, that it's there. There's seven scenarios. I've played four of them. So that, uh, that kind of gives you an idea that it, I didn't just play it once and put it down. It's, it's enough to keep me coming back for more. Um, and decisions actually doing a whole series of games of this, they're going to do a Pacific, theater um there's a battle of fallujah game coming out that uses a similar system where you move and then you draw incident shit and find out what the event is um and i think i'll keep picking them up because having that small rule set down being able to play these short little games like you could just put it up on the coffee table play during halftime of football game Dude, as, as, as I learn more games, I need more systems and less games. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I want systems for periods so I don't have to relearn a rule set every time I want to play a game. For sure. So, and, and I think this will turn into that. It's, it's, it's fun. It's really light. I mean, so you're talking 30 minute game? Yeah. Yeah. 30 wow. to 45 minutes. Um, which is. So it's like a coffee table game. You mm-hmm. can set up in your living room, just play it. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for out of like the victory point games. But this was 20 bucks instead of. 40 to $50. And it's fun. It's fun. And I, I like the decision games components. It's like the old school chits, you know, they're, they're thin, but serviceable. Um, actually the graphic design on the chits is very serviceable. Everything makes sense. Even there's a, um, 
a diagram of the chit on the map so that you don't have to refer to the rules for what each combat factor is, which is kind of nice. Um, the map design's really good. I mean, it's straightforward. You don't get to move around. You get a, a mission and you have to move along that mission's line. Um, now, what are, but, what are the games do they do? Decision games? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I mix them up with DVG all the time. Um, so decision is, well, I just have their solitaire games. Do they do like the Hornet leader and stuff like no, that? No, that's DVG. That's, okay. yeah. So decision games is, um, um, strategy and tactics, modern war and world at war magazines. Um, and then I don't know what their big, like flagship board, board game is. I, the D-Day to Omaha beach and D-Day at Tarot Okay, okay, so that's one of their, that's their RAF thing. are the ones I have. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever had a game from them. They're, you might not do like you hear, it. Do you hear that, listeners? I don't think I've ever played a game from them. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with that. Do they do Walk Down Rhyme, or is that somebody yeah, else? Yeah, no, they did. That was yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. And they just came out with the, the new updated Atlantic, Atlantic Wall. Atlantic Wall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a game for you, that, Dave. That's the Daleks attack the the Western Front. That's Daleks <laughs> versus the uh, Allies. According to the cover, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I, I I'm gonna make one correction. I have gotten a free game. I got the Last Hurrah, a uh, uh, which is a uh, ASL supplement nice. from a listener. Thank you, listener. Who's practically a friend of mine, so I don't even know if it counts as a gift, but <laughs> it was very nice. <laughs> he had an extra copy, so he sent it to me. But I'm not gonna let that cheapen it. I, no. I appreciate it. Yeah. So. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not in it for the booty, Jason. So I know I'm you're not in either. It for all the plunder. Don't no, give you're me a bad name. Just trying to get all the stuff you can get. That's fine. <laughs> I, I do it for the art. I'm in there for. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, relying on my paycheck a lot. <laughs> I'm over my budget for this month. Car Wars. Oh yeah, Car, Car Wars, Wars, right? On some world playing Car Wars, but it looks like um, similar to the old Car Wars. Yeah, those teeny tiny chits. But let's get some new stuff. Yeah, that'll that's be a, later. That's a, that's a game that needs to be totally like done, redone. But he folded out the map and it was all like black and white. I'm like, I'm I out. It. So I'm <laughs> I out. <love> it. <laughs> I have the old ogre too. The the, oh, the original. Yeah. I, I mean, I played ogre back in the day. I thought it. I didn't think it was that fun. It's interesting enough. Uh, Campbell has the deluxe ogre. Yeah, that giant, have, like, giant box. Yeah, he has the full deal. Dude, I think Campbell like blew like four hundred bucks this Christmas. That's awesome. for, nice. I mean, he went in on ASL. I know. Uh, yeah. I, but then he bought a ton of other shit. God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Campbell's the best. Great guy. Heart yeah. of gold. Really good guy. And he's, but because, partially because he's close to me. So he's the only guildy who's near where I live. So that's why I deal with him. So. <laughs> Convenience. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying I can play with him. We played face to face at least right. twice. Who's come over. So. That's as many as you and me. Yeah, cause you always have to leave. <laughs> I'm Dude, thinking I'm about serious. staying. Yeah, you have to stay. It's ridiculous. But here's what I'm doing next time. Constant World. I am not doing any big games. I'm gonna do, uh, I might, sh- I think I'm gonna go on a Wednesday, stay through Saturday, and, uh, I think I'll just play some, like, at-large games or whatever they game, have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing any of the big games. I think I'm gonna try to do Vietnam. 
Full? Yeah. Well, I don't know about full. I just want to play it. Finish it in a week. Yeah. <laughs> With who though? I don't know. Rex Gator from the guild said he he'd be in. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I don't know names. Book. I just know I, avatars. I did it with I did it on Vassal with Billy Boy for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, oh I yeah, I remember that. Gets very repetitive after a while. Yeah, I just want to play like a big scenario. I think right. Just because running searches. I mean, the, it's cool buying the units and bringing them in and setting up their bases. But man, the the thirtieth search and destroy operation you run, you're like, oh, I feel like we've done this. You know, it gets yeah. old. It does get old a little bit. Yeah, I want to so play it for like three days. Straight. The the best part about victory games is their games last. Like uh, Vietnam tight, right? is still the best fucking Vietnam game there is out there. Yeah. You look at the Civil War that uh, Kyle's playing. Mm-hmm. Still the best Civil War game. That's why when they said they were doing that uh, pre-order for a version based on that, I was yeah. like, totally a, dude, I played the shit out of that Civil War game for Victory Games. It is awesome. Great game. It's exciting. Like, you think it, the key is, like I said with ASL, I play it, John logs off, 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I wish I could just call him in the morning <laughs> to play some. That, that Civil War game, I used to walk to school thinking about the moves I wanted to do. Uh, in the Civil War game. I mean, it is. And which also tips you off that I was a really cool kid. Yeah, very popular. <laughs> I was a late bloomer. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but, uh, but that game was so much fun. The Civil War. Uh, Vietnam was so much fun. I mean, Victory Games just, they had so many games where they knocked it out of the park. Ambush, baby. They did ambush. Yeah, yeah they just, these games, oh, shit. They, they, Vietnam holds up today. As a system, it's like you could you could reprint that game today and it would sell out because it's just great game system. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, they're, doing, they're doing a reprint of uh, Pacific War. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, that's nuts, cool. right? Yep. Oh, is that a, is that another one of theirs? I don't know that. Oh one. yeah, it's the big one that Mark Herman did. It's huge. It's supposed to be is that the crazy one that had all the maps, the islands, and stuff, or is that a different one? That might be. The big big game you're thinking of. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of them that are there's a couple that are crazy. They were playing yeah, that Victory in the Pacific, is that it? Victory in the Pacific, yeah. yeah. That's the giant one. Yeah. Yeah, that they had set up on three tables. Oh the other game I got console. I got a I got Death Ride Curse Totem Cup. Oh yeah. No, the other like, no uh Leap Standard. There you yeah. go. So I haven't even busted it out yet. So in its white staples box. It's it's <laughs> what is it? Whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> I bought. I bought. <laughs> so, hey, uh, Jason, you're gonna you're gonna rate your game. You never did that. Oh, uh, Braxton, Braxton, the the rating police. <laughs> well, that'll be official. An official review. Yeah. Braxton, um, you go back and listen to all the old episodes and come up with all the reviews too, because I think you should actually score them. Okay, I'll do that. No, I, th- do I think it's kind of lame that, that you just made up a list that just has doesn't have what we actually rated the games as. <laughs> I wasn't about to go through them all, man. Yeah, that's painful. <laughs> well, as our as our newest intern, I think you should do that because didn't we just hire you on as an intern for the podcast? Yeah, for, for, for for the uh, the quiz. That's it. You're getting, you're getting twice as much as <laughs> double the standard salary. That's awesome. Um, so let's give it. We'll give it a seven for fun, um, which sounds low, but. It's, it, yeah, it's a seven. That's good, that's good rating. Yeah, that's decent. Um, and then beers, it's, it's up around ten. Once you, uh-huh. once you've played a game, um, and, cause even if you fuck up a rule, it's like, 
who gives a shit? It's going to be over in 15 minutes. And, and this is a game where we're talking about where you can play while your wife is watching like Real Housewives of New Jersey. What's the footprint on the coffee table as far as the actual components? Uh, 11 by 17. Nice. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And then two chip cups. So yeah. Okay. Small. Um, you'll need like eight D6s. Um, but I'm sure we all have that. I have about 50. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't come with any dice. I'll be all sent to you by listeners. No, I bought them all. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be a running thing? Thing that I'm no, not going to no. share anymore. I'm, I'm over How about it. That? No, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. Fucking assholes. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, that's good. So I'm glad we did go back to Jason for the review. I thought I thought Jason kind of said he didn't have a review. That's the only yeah, reason. Yeah, I, I probably back, said so. that. Next week, next week, next month will be uh, Liberty Roads. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that's that's something. Um, how do we feel about reviewing pe- things that the other that other people have reviewed? Are you saying could I review it and now you're going to review it? Yes. What that's is fine. the policy on that? I don't that's care. Okay. I think that's fine. All right. D- different take, you know. Yeah, it's going to be probably pretty much the same. Yeah, Braxton, no one cares what you think. After this oh, episode, you're done. You're just going back to being a regular guild member. Okay, that's cool. Now, believe. maybe there's a special badge you can get that says, I once hosted the Advanced After Combat Oh, dude, yeah, let's create a micro badge. That would be awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. I've hosted the Mystery podcast. host? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was funny. a mystery host, yeah. That was funny. Because eventually we're going to get through a bunch of but people. But then we'll just have to give them out. That'll get expensive on Geek Gold. That's true. Well, we could make a medal, like an actual medal, that you get awarded. Stamp it. I mean, I'm sure all Uh-oh. good. Some of the listeners are, are going to have to collect that, and then they're yeah, going to put a story to it. They've got plenty of fake medals. This I'm sure so they can and come so, up with... and he died here. <laughs> aye, aye. Right. I have because... an Iraq campaign badge that they can have. Yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got an Army Achievement Medal. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Certain That's defense. like good yeah, conduct like, service medal. Yeah, it's like good Skittles. <laughs> national defense. Me- what is that one? If you were active during wartime, national. Yeah, yeah. That one. I got the red, all those. The, the red and the yellow one. Yes. <laughs> They're all sitting in an ammo can in my attic right now. Nice. Yeah. Displaying with honor. Yeah, that's big talk from a guy who got laid so he could avoid active duty. Okay, Braxton. <laughs> 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 Whatever it takes. <laughs> That's right. I would have asked for proof. I'm like, you need to bring that girlfriend yeah, in here. Yeah, sure. Show me. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so, uh, if it, if, I think that's it, right? Because I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. getting, I'm getting to the medium level of drunkenness, so. Uh, yeah. I want to repeat, huh? Hmm. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm okay, but I don't know if there's anything we need to talk about. So. I think we covered uh, it all. Let me look at my notes. Nope. There's nothing there. There's nothing on my notes. Do you, do you have notes, Jason? Thanks you for have... your notes. I, do, I'm do keeping notes. notes. <laughs> I, I do notes only because sometimes I will forget about stuff and I'm like, oh, I want to talk about that. And I didn't. But yeah. yeah. I've written down everything we've talked about. And I've, I've also kept all my notes because sometimes, someday they're going to be worth something. Nice. These notes, these are my original notes from the show. I do have I, to say, I can't believe Braxton hasn't hosted before. You know, it would, that's, that's a great question. I, can, Though you said it as a statement. <laughs> no, I, 
<laughs> I'm asking that. Is... Yeah, I felt, well, not me, the Oracle felt that, uh, it was kind of weird that Braxton had not. I pushed thought he had it. for some reason. No. Nope. Maybe it's just because we've talked on Bowser so much. There, I mean, there is, there's a rhyme and reason to who hosts when based on the shows, but it was, uh, it was time for Braxton to come through because Braxton has been a long time supporter of the podcast. I'm honored. It's been great. one of the kings. One of the kings guard. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope. I hope I should be at Constant World. So, oh, that's, all, I'm looking finally, forward to it. All finally be together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's a big. We need a designated driver, so we really encourage you. Yeah, absolutely. There yeah, you so, go. A designated walker. Everything is within walking distance. <laughs> oh, that's right. right. True. Except Jason has to walk home, which is not possible. That he would die. Die out in the desert. All right, I'll start saving now. Nice. Oh yeah, my wife wants like a tile for the bathroom and everything, and I'm thinking all these projects. I'm like, think, and she's like, well, I think we can manage it. I'm like, I don't think she remembers the thousand dollar drop that's going to come yeah. down <laughs> for consequence. Because that's happened. Yep. I'm going to need actually money this year too. I need to buy stuff. I didn't buy anything last year. I was really good. I was really good last time. Yeah, you yeah. Think. But oh, at the flea market. Yeah. 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 My, yeah. yeah. Well, I got some great deals. That's where I got. What did I get? What did I get? Some. I got There's something I got, really good. I got Red Winter there yeah, for like twenty five dollars, thirty bucks. Nice. Red Winter was my best buy. Yeah, my first year I got a ton of deals, and last year I just didn't want to spend any money, so I just sold a bunch of shit. Well, that won't be happening again this year because I'll have given everything away through Pay It Forwards. Man, that shit. Does that uh, registration starts what in January? Yep. Yep. Hundred bucks. Right. Yeah, if you go to the aac.yuku.com thing, there's a, a, a we have a doomsday clock. <laughs> for, there you go. Yeah. So, right. nice. Looking forward to it. That's my event for the year. It has eclipsed eclipsed Comic Con for me. I'm not saying something. All right. Well, crickets. I think, I think we're done. <laughs> Thanks here, for the support, so. guys. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, great job. Yeah, yeah awesome. Guys. Thanks a lot for everything. Uh, really appreciate it. I really think we did a great job today. Uh, that's it. it. All right, Braxton. Nice and clean. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. All right, Braxton. Take it easy. Take care, guys. Yeah. Right. Bye. Visit us at http colon slash slash bardgamegeek.com slash guild slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com.
pleasure Say the word and we'll be well upon the way Blend and balance Pain and comfort deep within you Do you will not want me any other way It's not enough seems to satisfy me anymore and I don't want it I just need it to breathe to feel to know I'm alive Shoulder deep within the 